What's up, everyone? This is Goldilocks, former TNA backstage interviewer, manager, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line podcast. Thanks for being here. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 89 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. I am Bob Gong Jr. And with me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, this week we are continuing on with the NWA World Tag Team title tournament because the titles were vacated once again, of course, because AJ Styles and Abyss simply cannot get along. But most importantly, our main event tonight is a four-away number one contendership to face Chris Harris for the number one contendership to then face Jeff Jarrett inside of a cage for the NWA world's title. It's Ron Killings. It's AJ Styles. It's Abyss and it's Raven Dallas tonight. Hey. And you're right. I know what you're going to say mm-hmm. Sting is the special enforcer. Sting! That's right. That's Who right. Man. You have tonight to go on to face Chris Harris to then face Jeff Jarrett inside the steel cage. I'm trying to put my bias behind, but God damn it, Bob. Raven needs to fulfill his goddamn destiny and fight Jeff Jarrett and win. Well, but, I, think, I think it's incredibly clear that he is the favorite to win this match, uh, considering his recent rampage of well, right. I feel Structure. like I feel like he's definitely got to be one of the ones you want. Unfortunately, they they haven't built up killings enough again for me to really want him to. But I I'm not against the fact that Ron Killings is getting back into the main event scene. I think he got lost for a while, and I think he deserves to be up there sure. as a former NWA champion. Uh, Styles, you know, he's been uh, he he had two. Uh, he didn't look great against Jared, but, you know, I, I don't think it'd be the worst. And I think, honestly, I think the most interesting one here is Abyss. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about many times, could we see Abyss essentially turn babyface to fight Jeff Jared? And I think that's, like, super interesting because, like, in my head, I, I can't, like, see it. Even though they teased it, but it's just, like, such a, a weird idea. But Jared has so much heat. Abyss would have to, by default, turn face. I mean, it would just... You can't have Jared as a face. No way. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm i trying to put my bias aside, but I can't. I want I want Raven to win, damn it. I mean, I know we're, we're way past when it should have happened. There, they gave him multiple chances. Not gave him, I should say. There was multiple chances that Raven should have been the NWA world champion, and he and he did not win. But you know what? Better late than never. We'll, we are still in the asylum years. There's still an opportunity. So that's what I want. And Sting being involved in all of this is like the weirdest thing to me. Because he just yeah. showed up last week. And now oh, fucking Sting. Yeah, he just came out unadvertised. And it was like, by the way, I'm going to uh, be the special enforcer. What would you have done 
if Sting competed in the four-way? I wouldn't have to be upset, to be honest with you. So then I think be, he would beat Chris Harris, though, right? Well, okay. Well, you're saying then he would win. I guess that's the problem. Here, right. Okay. That's the problem here. So we could fantasy book this, right? Let's just say it's a five-way. We don't need to get rid of no one, right? We'll say it's a five-way, which is kind of what I thought they were going to do at first. Even if you didn't have Sting win, which would almost be silly at this point, he doesn't have to take the fall in order to lose that match. And I think that's there could be a safe way out of it. However, if Sting won, no shit he's beating Chris Harris. Yeah. Like it's almost that that's like almost too obvious to me. Whereas this uh, any of these other guys, Harris could Harris could win. Why not? I think I mean I think that no matter who wins, Chris Harris is going to go in the cage. Like he just I mean he has to. And I think that whenever that match happens in April, that Chris Harris should probably have an opportunity to be the champion. Right. Freshen it up a little bit. Who cares? No one's buying your show anyway. Well, there you go. And actually, they remember, they were teasing it to be on that America's X Cup 3 special. Uh, yeah, America's X Cup 3 special, which I believe is next week's show, if I'm not mistaken. So they were that was in the news, in the observing news. Now, I believe that plan has changed because... It would have to. I mean, there's no way you'd have the time to do it. Exactly. So that's definitely changed. We are not getting that next week. There's no way. We have a number one contender match, and they still have to fight Harris before the cage match even happens. Right. So we'll see. Are we going to get a special advertised match? Will the ICP return and have another Dark Carnival match at the end? Well, God, I hope not. That would be horrible. But you know what, Bob? I have uh, been surprised before. Yeah, but we don't want like an ICP surprise. No, I don't. No, I don't at all. So, yeah, man, tag team title tournament going on. Exciting. Exciting. We love we love tag team title. You can tell that there was just a pause because we didn't know. I didn't know what else to say there. There's a tag team title tournament, but we got you got to say last week wasn't too bad with it. No, it was not. But I think it just the tournaments already. Oh right, we've already we've, in this eighty-nine episodes, right? Whether it be for a title, for a, a cup, whatever. Dup or X, it doesn't matter. Dup or X, Anarchy Alliance, Hard Ten, Hard Ten, which was also technically for a trophy. Right. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's been a just, lot, man. It's, it's been a like, lot. It's exhausting. Because, like, yeah. I can't remember any other company in a two-year span having that many different tournaments. Dude, there's a lot. There's a lot of tournaments. It's insane. Like, Ring of Honor, for instance, I don't even know if they've had ten tournaments in their existence of 20 years. They probably have. I haven't really watched Ring of Honor since, like, 2017. But... Right. So yeah, there's there's a lot, and um, unfortunately, there is definitely only going to be more in our future. Mm. But, you know, maybe that's just what they run on. That old-style booking, dude. Got to do tournaments. Well, tournaments are it's easy booking. 
easy. Easy, old, and generally kind of boring. Uh, but last week, it doesn't matter. We liked last week's show. It was refreshing. We'd be on a roll right now if it wasn't for that last America's X Cup. I'm just saying. Uh, but we liked it. It was a pretty good show. I'm going to run down the card real quick just to get that out of the way before we get into some notes and all that fun stuff. And then we're going to dive into the show, Bob. Head first. One week. We're diving head first, head first right into the shallow one, baby. That's right. So in the first match of the first in the first round of the NWA World Tag Team Title Tournament, Christopher Daniels and Loki are officially reunited, and they defeated the new franchise, Michael Shane and Shane Douglas, and further teasing their issues with each other. Also, the Disciples of the New Church, Sin and Slash, were back. Also kind of weird, as Raven mentioned just the week before, or even on the same show, that he took the New Church out. But And he said them by name. He didn't even say the New Church. He said Sin and Slash. And they're back. But they defeated David Young and Glenn Gilberti. Then Kid Cash. He was supposed to be teaming with Johnny Swinger. And I have a note about why Swinger was not there. We'll get to that in just a moment. He called upon a family member from the trailer park, as they teased backstage. Uh, We don't officially have his name. He was just called The Big Man. The Big Man. But we know he's Dallas, now known as. The Murder Hawk Monster, Lance Archer. That's and right. we'll, we'll be seeing a lot more of him uh, coming up. But they defeated Simon Diamond and Sonny Siaki. Then we had the Naturals, Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens, defeating BG James and Conan, who is officially our three life crew tag team, as Ron Killings is now in the main event scene. And speaking of Ron Killings, he faced Abyss to a no contest in a number one contendership match. And then finally, in the main event, Amazing Red made his return after like five months, they said. Defeating Elix Skipper, Jerry Lynn, Kazarian, Nasawa, and Petey Williams in a number one contender six-way elimination match. Pretty pretty big return there for Amazing Red. Yeah, I'm surprised that he didn't uh, job out on his first match back. Well, they're a little bit smart when they want to be. Thank God. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. <laughs> so, Bob, we liked it last week. What do you think the readers of The Observer thought about last week's show? Um, I'll say they went with a thumbs up. They did. The majority gave it a thumbs up. 54.3%. Only 11.4% gave it a thumbs down. And 34.3% gave it a thumbs in the middle. Yeah. And what about the best match on the show? Uh, the five-way. It was not. It was second. And it was six ways. Okay. Six ways. Uh, Jesus. I don't know. It was Daniels and Loki against Michael Shane and Shane Douglas. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I bet you weren't going to guess that one. No way. No way. Okay. And what about the worst match? Uh, I'm going to go with, you know what? I don't even have that card in front of my face. That's probably why I'm drawing blanks here. Uh, hang on a minute. That'll do it, man. Uh, I'm going to say that, 
The uh, BG James Conan against the Naturals. That was in second place. Uh, Young and Gilberti against the New York Church. Yes, that's right. So, pretty fun stuff. Uh, the crowd was at about 1,000 this week, or last week, I should say. And Dave says, judging from the lines before the show, about two-thirds are freebies. I'm, I don't even know I read that shit anymore. It says that every week, but you guys get the point. I, I just do it for you. Uh, it's noted here, and I think we noticed it last week as well. The pay-per-views have become more in-ring oriented. There's almost none of the bad skits, with the exception of the inex- inexplicable weekly Goldilocks cameos that don't seem to go anywhere. Which is a very interesting point, because she keeps coming on screen and, like, just, like, being angry. During generally Goldilocks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I'm curious what their plan with that is, because it doesn't seem like there is one, but. uh, Well, she's always talking to Eric, right? Yeah, but, like, what's that? What's the payoff? What what are we? He's going to come back and, like, yell at her? Yeah, I mean, I feel as if. Was it last week when she's going to she's going to align herself with someone? I was going to say, does she need to, like, get herself essentially a new man and then Eric comes back and then kind of feuds with him? Right. I think that would make the most sense. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. Right. Uh, He goes on to say that there are interviews still, of course, but they all are wrestling oriented. So still the big push is the ultimate babyface goes to none other than Vince Russo, our new director of authority. So he goes on with that, says, Everyone constantly puts over his decisions. Even Sting and Tanae in their interview were putting him over. Although Sting, and whether he's familiar with the current storylines, which is doubtful, or it was scripted, did talk about perhaps Russo can't be trusted. So they keep teasing that. Mm-hmm. Um, Christopher Daniels and Loki were put back together as a team. They had started the long-term story where Elix Skipper was trying to get them together. Then they just showed up, and Skipper knew nothing about it. Uh, and Dave notes, seems it was Russo, who else, who got them together. And uh, he continues on, uh, while some in TNA are trying to claim that Jarrett and Mantel are writing TV, and Russo is in his role because of Mantel, thinks he's a great TV character, and is writing the role for him, the truth is, Russo writes the TV, as you can tell by the insider terminology and constant babyface complaining about being held back, politics, and WWF references. <laughs> Jerry and Mantel get his script and then change things, and often change a hell of a lot. When they headlined the show with the six-way exhibition match with Frankie Kazarian, Asawa, Skipper, Jerry Lynn, Petey Williams, and the eventual winner, Amazing Red, Don West remarked how it's great that Vince Russo has put the emph- emphasis back in the X Division and put guys in the main event. Pretty, uh, pretty interesting note there. So, so basically, Dutch is just an editor. It's if that's what's actually happening. Yes, that's what's happening. Yeah, so he's not like the true booker. I guess he's just he was he's supposed to be. He's right. supposed to be in the, like head creative guy or something. Yeah. Pretty interesting. But he's just kind of editing whatever Russo puts together. Right. That's uh, uh that's interesting. And I actually I uh, this is I just saw it 
Actually, did you? I wonder if it was you who wrote this, or maybe it was someone else. I don't remember. But on Twitter, Vince Russo made a a comment about uh, like best friends hugging in the ring and on AEW. Mm-hmm. And then someone wrote, "You you had a you you were having a guy get circumcised at the end of Raw. I'll take the hugging." When they, when they were yeah. trying to castrate him, not circumcise him, but you get the point. Yeah, I. My castration thing was, uh, or my circumcision joke was uh, retweeting a post about what was your favorite moment in the Attitude Era or whatever on Raw. Okay. Well, I saw it in reference to the hugging situation, too. And I thought it was actually, I thought it was really funny. Okay. So I'm getting two things. But you did write about it. I thought you did. Yeah, I did. It just wasn't about Russo. and He was complaining about people hugging. Yeah. Like the best friends hugging at the end of the show. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Okay. I don't know. Anyways, back to, back to TNA. <laughs> That's a weird uh, thing to complain about. Right. Who cares? Who is it? Whatever. Yeah. No. What do I um, Chris Saban is expected out three more weeks due to his knee injury, and apparently the decision was made to strip him of, of his title using the famed 30-day rule. You know what, dude? This 30-day rule thing is bullshit because I'm pretty sure we've gone 50 days without uh, Jeff Jarrett defending before. I'm sure we have. So, right? They can't. You can't pick and choose when you fucking insert these rules, like these made-up rules. They think people. They think people are dumb. It's what how it is. It's annoying. I know. I agree. Don't insult our intelligence. Exactly. So, Amazing Red, who won the elimination match, is planned to face Kazarian, who took second, for the vacated title on March 31st. So, there, there's a chance that we are getting an X Division title match to crown a new champion on today's show. Which is super, super great. Well, and you know what? I like that they actually took the winner and the runner-up. And the runner-up, right? That's smart. Very smart. Uh, the four-way for the title shot stemmed from Killings Abyss ending in a no contest when Raven, who was announced as being suspended for the show, started. He interfered to keep both men from winning. Styles then attacked Raven. So the idea is that Raven is going heel. But Dave says that I don't see the people having seen that yet. The hottest the crowd got all night was when Styles did a run-in on Raven after the match. So we will see how that goes. They did also announce that James Storm was suspended, although that didn't figure much into anything yet. Storm actually did work one of the syndicated matches. Uh, maybe there is a sense of an AMW split, which has been tried half a dozen times and pulled back every time. And that's because, of course, Bob Ryder has always pushed to keep them together. In the past, there was no reason to split them other than the idea that all tag teams get split. And because those angles are rushed and done with pe- when people don't care, uh, that uh ensuing feud 90% of the time goes nowhere now with Harris getting a singles push and Storm constantly helping him to win but getting suspended at least there are seeds being planted yeah uh they don't need they don't need to split them up i could totally see the typical you know James Storm is jealous and turns on uh, Chris Harris and I let's say Chris Harris makes it to the cage I can just see it now James Storm rooting him on Chris Harris is right by the door mm-hmm. James Storm smashes the cage door right on his head exactly 
stumbles back, stroke, one, two, three. There you go. I can see it happening, but uh, <clears throat> no, I mean, just keep them together. I think there's there's still value in them as a tag team. I'm sure they've accomplished uh, everything. Right. Like three times over. Right. But, uh, you know, why, why not just have a team break up but still be, like, on good terms? That, like, almost never happens. Or not even break up. Just, like, go your separate ways. It's like it's like a... You know, you're a married couple. You don't you don't want to actually get the divorce. You're just separated. You're living in different houses. You're doing your own yeah, thing. Well, but you didn't you didn't fill out the paperwork. Right. I mean you don't also you don't, don't want to lose an arm and a leg about it. But there's uh also I mean to an extent AJ and D'Lo did that, but then D'Lo then AJ mm-hmm. won the title and then D'Lo was like, I want the title. Right. But their split wasn't initially like I That's a good it. point. That's a good point, actually though, yeah. Uh, so in that first round of the NWA Tag Team Title Tournament, Daniels Loki defeated Michael Shane and Shane Douglas. Uh, slash and Sin, not managed by James Mitchell, who hasn't been seen in a while now, which we know. So mind you, they weren't officially called the Disciples of the New Church last week, but they are because they came out to the song. Uh, they defeated Glenn Gilberti and David Young. And then, of course, as we mentioned, Cash and an unidentified large man, Diamond and Siaki, Naturals beat Conan and BG James. And so on March 31st, show we're about to watch, the semis are taking place. Cash and the big man will be facing off against Sin and Slash, and the Naturals will be facing off against Daniels and Loki. And the finals were also going to be taped on this show to be airing on April 7th, unless that changes as well. So there's a chance that uh, that is being filmed. So I got a question for you. So there... We haven't seen Father James Mitchell since uh, Raven like bloodied him up, right? Um, no, it was after uh, no, because that was a while ago. He we haven't seen him since Sabu and was it Sabu and Raven beat the Gathering? That was like the last appearance. Oh right, because he returned. Yeah, what the bloody the bloody thing was the first time he went away. Right. So then he's just okay. So he's just been off because Punk and De Niro gone, right? He because uh, Raven okay. and Sabu kind of ran the gathering off finally. Right, right, right. Okay, I don't know why I got that mixed up. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So I think it's kind of weird that uh, that was a whole thing, right? And now Raven's, I mean, Raven pretty much is a heel again, right? So could potentially. Dallas. Could Father James Mitchell align himself with Raven? Wow. I mean, he seemed to really fucking hate Raven. Yeah, and, I, and I'm trying to some you maybe know, maybe Raven embraces the evil that is Father James Mitchell. Maybe to he gets the NWA world title. He needs to sell his soul to the devil like Shane oh, Douglas did. Dude, I kind of like this. I like that what he's doing, right? That would be good. He sells his soul to the devil. Everyone is pissed because he's been fighting this dude for four months. Yeah. Right? And then all of a sudden, I don't know, man. I think that can work. I think that'd be good. I don't see why not. That, that's how you could get that to work, really. Yeah, but it's a necessary I, evil to win to win the NBA world title. Exactly. I think, you know, I think there's something there. Maybe that'll happen. You never know. We'll see. We'll see. 
I'm kind of going on the mystery partner of Kid Cash. Uh, he's a guy who worked Explosion under the name Shadow, which Bob did mention on last week's show as well, actually. Uh, apparently, they've signed him to a contract. He started out with professional championship wrestling in Arlington, Texas, and River City Wrestling in San Antonio. They thought he... I don't know what this word is. Facially? Facially? With the same long hair... Okay, yes, facially. He's, it looked weird to me. Uh, and with the same long hair resembled a giant Kid Cash. So he's supposed to be some sort of family member, but they didn't name him. Okay. That's why. And actually, I get that. He does. They they look. He looks like a tall version of Kid Cash. Sure. Uh, he was given the name for this week's show of Dallas, which is, I'm guessing, where he came from. But Tanae and West had to do the entire match not calling him by a name. Uh, he looked huge next to Cash, who was tiny, and Diamond and Siaki. Uh, next to those guys, he looked like an Undertaker, Kevin Nash-sized guy, but since they are small, he's probably not so large, uh, which uh, he still, I mean, he's, Tanae says that he looked about 6'4". I don't know his actual height, um, well, if Bob wants to pull it up. I think 6'4 is pretty big still, but. Well, I'm 6'4". There's no way. Lance Boyd. I think he's bigger than that, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm almost positive on. he is. I almost want to say like 6'7", if... like but I could be wrong about that. Okay, I'm gonna look at it. I'm looking at it right now. Let's see. Uh, yeah, his build height is six foot eight. Yeah, that makes more sense to he's, me. Than, yeah, there's no way he's six foot. I didn't think so either. Uh, but once again, we don't at this time. That's why he said he looked to be about six foot. Uh, but but Dave, okay. no, like I said, Dave noted that he he probably wasn't so big because he looked so big compared to the smaller guys. But he's still pretty big. Oh yeah. Right. He's one of the bigger bigger guys that they've got now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dave notes that he was very green, but seemed to have some aptitude in that his reactions were good and his timing was good. He was a lot better than most guys of his size that I've seen when they first start. He was a last-minute replacement for Johnny Swinger, and that's because Johnny Swinger's wife gave, gave birth, so he had to miss the show. And the funny thing that's going around is not only did almost nobody seem to know that he had a that he was his wife pregnant, but they also didn't know he was married. They didn't know he was married. That's what's being uh, spread around. No one knew. Well, I mean, I guess it's nobody's business. So. Right. That's a good. Well, point. you know what? Good. Uh, good for uh, Johnny Smart. Congratulations, Johnny. Yeah, I'm you know I'm really proud of him. I'm really proud of him as well. Um, so Conan, if you remember, during that tag match, it was essentially a handicap match for most of it. So Conan arrived to the show late. Uh, so the storyline was a shoot. He missed his flight and he didn't get to the building until five minutes before his match was scheduled to start. They had already on the show talked about Conan not being there and prepared for a handicap match, which is how the match started. Uh, they ended up doing the deal where BG James worked the match and got killed until Conan showed up at the 5 minute 30 second mark. Conan ended up doing a few offensive moves when he got the hot tag until Andy Douglas threw powder in his eyes. Stevens hit him with a bad looking chair shot for the pin and uh, the on the fly booking buried him. That's what is noted here. So he it buried Conan. That's what Dave wrote. But yeah, apparently uh, he uh, apparently he just missed uh, his late flight was delayed and all that. So yeah, I don't I don't think I'm gonna classify that as a burial. 
I don't agree with that either. I mean, it took it took a cocaine powder to the face and a chair shot to beat him. And that's like their thing. So is it really that big of a deal? No, it's not. I mean, it's a good win. For, I think it's a good win for the Naturals, even if they had to cheat. I do too. But to say that it's a burial, I think that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Um, I just got a couple more things here, and uh, it's mostly about Sting. But uh, the current that we know that the plan right now for this world title, we've talked about it many times. We're having the four way tonight. Sting's on the outside. So the winner is going to apparently be facing Chris Harris on April 14th. So that's two weeks away. And that the winner of that match will face Jarrett in the cage eventually. We just don't know exactly when that's taking place. I would assume either a week after that or maybe even another two or something like that. But we'll see. Um, I'm going to say, I'll say that it would happen at the end of the month. End of April. Yeah, I think that makes sense. End of April before a potentially another tape show if they do it right. we'll see i think that would that would kind of make sense um okay so the sting stuff here is actually pretty interesting um and so of course uh, i'll just get it out of the way at the end of the interview he said he's going to be back and he's going to simply be that outside ring announcer to ensure no outside enforcer not enforcer sorry enforcer uh and to ensure no outside interference and so people were uh, kind of bummed out and deflated about that. But before all of that, he did note that he was in Nashville uh, for a week working on a Christian movie about his life. So he didn't talk about a movie, right? So uh, it was kind of a dis- disappointing as they pushed at the last minute, Sting appearing on the March 24th show. And all he did was this interview with Mike Tenay, which Mike Tenay carried uh, and he didn't say much of anything other than putting over that the NWA title was the most important title in pro wrestling. Sting apparently didn't arrive in the building until about 30 minutes before the show started. So he and Tanae did little preparation, but they did talk before the show via phone. George King, who is a country music industry veteran, and wife Kathy, who manages Sting, came up with the idea of Sting the movie. That's what the, that's what they're filming at this show. Uh, the story is about a wrestler caught up in a world of drugs, drinking, and womanizing, who is a superstar in front of the curtain, but killing himself behind it. Then he turned around due to discovering Jesus Christ. Sting will play himself today, while Donnie Fog- Fogotter of Nashville will play a younger Sting. Uh, our buddy Ryan Wilson, one of the old Red Shirt security members, Originally, yeah, so he was originally part of them. He's going to be playing the role of Jim Helwig. I fucking knew it. As soon as you said it. Uh, and, no, because Sting was in the same training class as him. Yeah, the Blade Runners. Right. Uh, and Sting did know that the start of his career was at the Asylum in the Nashville Fairgrounds for Jerry Jarrett. Uh, it's also noted that the cast will be Nashville area actors, which include former Titans wide receiver Chris Sanders as a wrestling ref, as well as Jeremy Borash, and Scott Hudson. And the movie will be released in Christian movie circles. And I believe it's also noted that other TNA talent will be appearing in this movie. Now, if you're wondering, did this movie come out? What the hell is this? And where can I watch it? Well, I have an answer for you. No you way. can watch is it. it. Never... You can? You can. 
if you are familiar, and I'm, I'm having a brain fart. Oh wait, it's right here. Uh, there was a, it did come out, and it actually was not titled Sting the movie, but it is called Sting, the Moment of Truth. Uh, okay. So if you are familiar, Sting wrote a book. I wrote the same time. So I, I actually did Google this. This is not in my notes because uh, I'm familiar uh, with this because I have some family members who are very much into uh, Christianity. And my cousin got this book in the DVD. Really? So that's how I even know it exists. Wow. Okay. Did they, um, <coughs> they also get Shawn Michaels stuff? I don't, I don't know. Um, probably my cousin used to be a huge wrestling fan. He's the one who got me into TNA. We'll talk about that as we uh, head into the future. Cause I can probably point out the first time I remember watching it because of him and all that. But okay. so yeah, this is a, I've never seen this movie. However, upon doing my research for the show, I said, I need to go watch the trailer. So if you go on YouTube and you type in staying moment of truth, you watch a the trailer, there's TNA guys in it. And they're like in the TNA ring. And it's really funny because, I mean, there's some WCW footage and all that kind of stuff. I don't know how they got that. But the, um, the JB does the ring announcing as if he's like announcing Sting to the ring. WCW World Heavyweight Champion. And so it's like, so they can use a new, dude, it's, I'm thinking bonus episode. But where can you watch it? Is it on YouTube? Uh, it's actually you can buy it on DVD on for very, for under ten dollars on eBay if oh, you are wow. interested in it. Uh, okay. So I I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it because I feel like I need to see it. <laughs> um, I don't think I'm gonna like it. It looks awful. It looks so bad. But I, I would do I would do a bonus episode of that. Well, we may need to consider it Why because not? it came out around this time. It was filmed literally <laughs> at least like two shows they were filming shit for. It, right. I think. Uh, it's super interesting, super interesting, and I just couldn't believe it because I was like, "That's why I googled it." I was like, "I was like, okay, I know there's not a." St I, I did try Sting the movie first, and I was like, "That didn't come up with shit." And I was like, "Wait a second, when did Moment of Truth come out?" Two thousand four. I was like, "There we go." Wow, so I'm surprised. That's kind of a quick turnaround to film it in what March, and then it's out by the end of the year yeah i mean i can probably i can try to get a uh, like a release date here since we're discussing it um and that by the way that was my my final note before the show we'll talk about more during the show but if i had to guess i'm gonna say like a around christmas release let's see i idp might have it available. um yeah i'm trying to find the date here because every every day i found just says 2004 yeah, and even right here, it just still says 2004, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, at least not quickly. Look, I can look more into it. Um, oh, wait, release date. This might be the date. October 12th, 2004. Okay, so just a little bit later. Yeah, it's, appar it's apparently an hour, hour 29 minutes. And... On IDB, the ratings of 213 people say it's a 5.1 out of 10. Wow, that was higher than I was anticipating. I was just thinking the same thing. I feel like it's not actually as bad as I was expecting it to be. <laughs> well, uh, good but for yeah, yeah, good for him. Uh, you can buy it on Amazon as well if you're curious, but it's a lot more. So you just go to eBay, buy it used. That's probably what I'm going to do. How much uh, is it on I, Amazon? 
I'm pulling it up here. Yeah, if you want it, it's new. I'm assuming. So if you want it new on Amazon, it's thirty four forty two. Fuck you. And four dollars shipping. It's not even eligible nope. for Prime. Nope. Yeah, I'm. That's a hard no from me. But I'll buy it for like ten bucks. Yeah, ten bucks is not a big deal. Or you know, if there's other ways to get it, there's other ways to get it. But. Uh, like I said, that's kind of that's kind of my notes here for the beginning of the show. We got some more stuff to talk about during it, but before we get into the show, Bob, let's talk about Explosion quick. And I'm going to warn you, it's kind of messy. This week's really messy with uh, what was filmed at this show. And that's because they're pre-taping for the America's X Cup 2 special, right? It's 2, or is it 3? I'm losing track already. Uh, I guess it'd technically three. be three. It's three. Yep. Sorry. Jesus. So they're taping for that. They're pre-taping some explosions. They're taping other matches that I don't really know when they take place. There's a lot going on. If you were sitting in the crowd at this show, I, I don't know what to tell you. Why? Because uh, there's so much stuff? There's so much stuff, dude. So I'm just going to... There, there's one match that took place on Explosion. Okay, so let's just get that right out of the way. And it looks like it actually was filmed first. Uh, this explosion aired on uh, April 3rd, 2004. And that match was Team NWA, Elix Skipper, Jerry Lynn, and Sanjay Dutt, defeating the team of Johnny Curtis, Nate Webb, and The Mayor. Don't know who The Mayor is, but there you go. Uh, there's a bunch of other matches filmed as well, and I haven't, I didn't find evidence that these matches were necessarily all on Explosion, but I'm assuming that is where some of them go. Uh, Eddie Cologne defeated someone, just as mystery question mark. Uh, Johnny Swinger defeated a question mark, but I found out that was Gabe Roach. Chris Harris defeated Lash Larue. Really? Yeah. Uh, there's another match on here that's very interesting, and I'm curious. I'm going to say it because I don't think it takes place on any of our upcoming shows that we're going to be watching. And I think it's actually filmed for Sting's movie. Uh, and that is Sting defeating Jeff Jarrett. So it's just randomly taped. Uh, okay. <laughs> What? I'm pretty sure that's for the movie. It's got to be. It has to be. Um, and then, to. just to get out of the way as well, I'm not obviously saying the results, but after today's show airs, they filmed that finals of that tag tournament as well as the finals of the X Cup with that elimination match. Wow. And then the show, dude. That's a lot. Of my, uh, that's a ton of matches. Yeah. So what, we got one, two, three, four... Five, six, seven, eight, nine, plus whatever's on our show tonight. Yeah. So if you yeah, were attending the show, you were in for a treat. Uh, I wonder if they filmed Sting being Jarrett and it was like, oh, champion again. But like, would they tell the crowd like this is for a movie and it's not like real or what? If they did. I think they, I think they would. I think the they visual would. of him holding the chain, like, you know what I mean? Like they'd be like, "Oh, he's champion again." I guarantee you, that's what they did. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. That'd make a lot of sense, I think. Right. 
Okay, I like what you just put in the chat there, Bob. That's good stuff. So on that note, I am uh, I'm ready to get into this show, dude. Pay per view eighty eight. Uh, I am too. I'm actually looking, especially I mean, if we also get a vacant X Division title match between Red and Kazarian, that could uh, that could be a a gem of a match as well. So this should be a fun hour, fifty one minutes and thirty six seconds. Uh, I'm going to count down from three, and when I say play, you can follow along with us on Impact Plus or any other way that maybe you've obtained the show, or I guess you can just listen to us commentate live, react to what is going on here in NWA TNA. So here we go. Three, two, one, play. Oh, dude, take some title bracket. It's getting spooky up in here. JB's loving this new music. So, Dallas, I, I want to shoot you an, uh, an idea here. Okay. So, I think I am going to email Jeff Jarrett. Really? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and see if he'd be interested in coming on so we can do a long-form discussion about the asylum years when we're done with it. Wow, that is uh, quite the idea, and you're gonna spoil, you're gonna tease all of our listeners right now during this opening package with this idea. Oh and if it and if it doesn't happen, that's gonna suck. Well, here's the thing. You know what? Everybody listening, and I'm not even joking. Everybody listening, I want you right now to tweet at Jeff Jarrett and have him be like. Yo, go on the TNA Crossline podcast with Bob and Dallas. And we'll ask the hard-hitting questions. Why didn't you have Raven win on April 30th? We need to know. Well, well, that's the ultimate question. We need it. At the very end of the show, be like, Jeff, we got one more question for you. (laughs) Why didn't Raven win? Well, let me tell you, you know. uh, Well, don't we kind of know it? Well, rumor, of course. We don't actually know is the contract situation. Yeah. Well, Bob, I uh, I think that'd be great, and I, I'm sure all of our listeners would appreciate it. We're getting a highlight package right now, by the way, of Cebu uh, beating up Monty Brown. I did forget this impromptu not match happened. It wasn't official. Like a street play. <clears throat> I mean, I've seen him. He's Jeff Jarrett's gone on other podcasts, but it's like usually like a 20-minute appearance, and I had to be like, dude, it's going to be more than 20 minutes. Dude, I'll take what I can get. We can talk 20 minutes about him versus Raven if he wants. <laughs> oh, probably. Yeah, we can. Um, yeah uh, I think that'd be great. I mean, if there's anyone else I'd want to talk to, I think it'd be Jeff Jarrett. We could probably even get... I bet you we could get Raven. You think so? Mm-hmm. You know that for a fact? I don't know for a fact, but I did talk to... Do you know... Uh, speaking of Raven, he's on our screen right now. Uh, Zombie Sailor Toys, not to cheap plug because I have no involvement in this at all. He has a Raven figure coming out. Okay. And I talked to him at the Excite show we went to when we saw Matt Cardona. Yeah. I, I was like outside talking to this guy because <laughs> why not? Yeah. And he was telling me because he's like Raven's like one of his favorites too. And so, of course, I'm being a Mark being like, yeah, I fucking love Raven. And um, he pretty much was like, yeah, like. He he cost me a little bit. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't blame him. But here's the thing, though. That's different. 
I know it is. I know it is. Because that's right. for like, a, you know, using the likeness of a, for a figure and stuff. And yeah, it's. Well, listen, look at the road to the steel cage, dude. Tonight, we're getting more of this. Raven. The truth. Actually, we saw this graphic at the end of last week's show, did we not? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, AJ because of the, the road and everything. Yeah. Right. Special Enforcer Sting. Still just a logo of Sting, not his face. The road to the steel cage tonight. I'll be honest with you. I could make a dream list of people that would be cool to talk to. Of course, that, as our listeners know, it's a little bit different of our, from our format. We, we had the interview with Goldilocks, which was awesome. It's in our archives. If you guys want to check that out, it's our first bonus episode. Uh, but there's a bunch of people. You know who I'd really like to talk to? Simon Diamond. Mm. I'd really That's like to talk one. to him. That is a good one. Uh, we, we are getting the view of the asylum here. Before we think about how awesome it would be to talk to all these people, how many people do you think are in the audience tonight? Uh, I mean, Sting's there four-way. I'm going to say it's a sellout, 1,300. Pretty damn close. We're at 1,250. Mother God. Dang it, I sometimes, was say 1250. Sometimes you're just born with it. The Naturals. Good way to kick off the show here. I do like the catchphrase. Sometimes you're just born with it to go along with being the Naturals. Maybe, maybe she's it born with it. It sounds corny, but I like that. Maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah, okay. Not a sponsor, by the way. Not a sponsor. I wish they were a sponsor. I like the Naturals. I don't give a fuck. If you if you're a TNA fan and you don't like the Naturals, what's wrong with you? I mean, I think there comes a point where they definitely level out. Okay, Bob, we're not there yet, so we can't talk about it. <laughs> I should say. Yeah, I'm sure they freaking do. There's definitely a peak. Like you just kind of realize this is what they are. <laughs> but for right now, yeah, they're good. I think they're. I think, I think they've been a good addition to the to the show. What do you feel about this man, Christopher Daniels? Does he level out for you too, Bob? Um, probably not for like twenty years. Okay. So, Christopher Daniels is probably one of my favorite uh, wrestlers. He's one of the first indie guys that I remember ever seeing, or really even following for that matter. Is this new music for Loki? It does sound new, doesn't it? Oh, look, he's got a breathing strip on, dude. He's ready for a fight. He's got a knee brace on and an elbow pad. He's, this is not, like, normal Loki tonight. No, and it still looks like he's about to rip off Daniel's face here. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So there is... A, I mean... Is this... What is going on here? This is the... 31st. Yes, it Jesus is. Christ. Okay, I was going to say, I fucking forgot what day it was. Uh, so Daniels is the only one that has indie notes uh, for this match, and he worked uh, the the NWA Wildside Hardcore Hell Double Shot. So back on March 26th, he teamed up with uh, Alter Boy Luke and Gabriel to wrestle uh, Azriel Mikkel... Adrian and Rayman to a no contest. Uh, and that's interesting to know because Alter Boy Luke was briefly associated with him as a minion here in uh, TNA. That's the right. The 
The next day on March 27th, AJ Styles, Alterboy Luke, and Gabriel defeated Azrael, Christopher Daniels, and Rayman in a six-man tag at the NWA Wildside Hardcore Hell Night 2. I'm going to see if there's... Jason Cross was also on night two. Wait, Joe it was... Pearson, it, Matt Seidel. It was... It was Alter Boy Luke was with him, right? We're not getting that mixed up. Luke Hawk, right? No, but I think... I feel like I remember him saying it wasn't him. And I had to, like, ask. And Bill Barron's told us who it was. Because it was Delirious. Oh. So we oh, thought wow. it was Alter Boy Luke, but I don't think it was. Right, because it was that Ryan Kratz guy. Right, yes. But at no point Luke Hawks was there? He was in TNA, but I don't think he was one of his, like, minion guys. Okay, so then, well, okay, he's worked there. Maybe, okay, not as a right. minion. Christopher Daniels. Okay. Right. Pardon me. How dare I be spreading oh, look at Chase Stevens blocking that clothesline, but now he's in the ring with both the triple X who give him a slap. That's going to feel good. It was a chop, not a slap. Who's keeping count? Yeah, who, who cares? It's the same thing. Leg drop by Daniels. And here comes Loki without an elbow. Spinning corkscrew elbow, according to Mike Tanay. I don't think he spun or did a corkscrew, but no, he did a weird he, whip thing. Yeah, he just, like, waved his arms. <laughs> so, whatever. Okay. Um, question for you, Bob. Yeah. Just because I'm thinking about all these people that we could have on the show. I think... Maybe we get Johnny Fairplay to come on. We had a recent interaction with him over on Twitter. We can talk about his, like, three appearances. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm mostly being sarcastic, but I bring this up because uh, I'm, I'm curious because you'd know more than I would. Is he, is he done? We don't have any notes about it, but we haven't, we haven't seen him in, like, a couple weeks. I thought we saw him, like, in the crowd. Yeah, but that was a couple weeks ago. That was a couple weeks ago already? Uh, yeah. We didn't see him, like, last week with the star person in the front row? Oh, shit. You mean that time? I was thinking when he threw the Coke in the face of AJ Styles' crowd shot. No, you're right. Was that just last week when he was sitting in front row? I think so. Okay. I was thinking about when he was, like, involved and he threw the drink at AJ Styles in his match against Abyss. Yeah, we've seen him since then. No, you're right. We did. We saw him in the crowd. Um, you know what? I think he can't be doing much more. No, I don't. Th- I, you might be right. He might be done. Um, we don't. I don't have any notes about it. I'm just spitting yeah. here. But I think that uh, Johnny, Johnny Fairplay, might. I think he might have been fumbled by uh, TNA. And I know that. Initially, I think we were both like, really, trying fair play. Like, this is not that big of a deal. But um, that I keep on going back to that one promo in the oh, ring. China. Yeah, and it's yeah. like you know what, this guy can talk. Because like when he first came in, he was he was doing like the cliche heel thing, like oh yeah, you guys, dude. this crowd smells your gum. Yeah, your Tennessee. You know. uh, yeah, no, it was it was pretty brutal when he first came in. I mean, not was it brutal? No, was it like basic, boring? Yeah. Well, I would. Me, I don't know if I to said, me, dude, I was like, okay, we need to stop it. Dallas, if you want to get the guy on the fucking podcast, you gotta kind of level out. I said at first, I agree with you what you're saying. Oh, uh, right. 
I mean, PR. We we said Public it. Relations, okay? We got to chill. We said it. Well, I already ruined that when I. Jeff Jarrett, we love it when you brawl in the crowd every match, okay? PR. That is true. We do. Yeah. PR. Well, the thing is, we I mean, we, we, we can say whatever we want about Jeff Jarrett, but we both are openly big Jeff Jarrett fans. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, would I go out of my way to watch a Jeff Jarrett match? If, yeah, if like a better wrestler was in there too, yeah. Sure. Wow. Sure. Well, I, I like, have a Jeff Jarrett guitar. Is Kurt Angle wrestling him? Sure. Okay, I'll check it out. Oh, my God. Chris Benoit? Okay. Well, I, for one, like Jeff Jarrett. I have a guitar on my wall. I do like I do like uh, Slap Nuts, Jeff Jarrett. There we go. And that's what the guitar I have is. That was a weird-looking knee there by Douglas, but okay. Two count on Loki. He blindsided him. Jeff, I mean, realistically, Jeff Jarrett, he's not bad. He's not. Was he a main event guy in WCW? Probably shouldn't have been. But he victim of circumstance. He had to be. Well, Bob has just officially ruined all of our chances. Listen, you want to know how for sure we can get the guy on the podcast? I think I I consider Jeff Jarrett a member of the Four Horsemen. You know what? So do I, though. So... It's true. Nice dropkick by Stevens. Yeah. Well, which team you have winning this? I mean, obviously the easy pick is Triple X here, right? Uh, yeah. I think I think Triple X is the favorite to to win the whole tournament. Although, if the Naturals won, I would not be upset. That's kind of where I'm at. I think because yeah, they have I mean, not plateaued yet, according to Bob. No, that's a that's a couple of years away. That's okay. If we got a couple of years left for a lot of the guys that we're watching right now, I'm fine with that. Well, we didn't. We found out that uh, David Young, you'll remember, was like still there in 2007, 2008, or whatever. Yeah, we're in trouble. Okay, we're in trouble with that one. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? This guy's here for almost six years. What the hell are we talking about? Axe handle off the top rope by Stevens on Loki. That's going to get him a two count because Daniels makes the save, but Loki made sure to kick out. Got to stay That's strong. That's right. Oh, Douglas going to the top rope. Let's see. Where's he going to land it? Axe handle. Oh, he gets hit in the gut. Flips. Loki was prepared. Can he get the tag to Daniels? No. Chase Stevens knocks him off the apron. Off the hardest part of the ring there, dude. I mean, that had to hurt. There needs to be an explanation as to how and why these guys came back together after Daniels pretty much murdered Loki at the end of 2003. They they thought about it, and they decided that Skipper was right. And, um, yeah. I can't wrap my head around a guy like Loki just being like, all is forgiven. He doesn't seem like the type of guy where if you were to smash his head in with a chair... That he'd be like, you know what? I thought about it. It's not the size of the fight. It's the size of the <laughs> fight. fighter. And t- if we fight together, we will yeah. we will be a bigger person. Hey, hey, Christopher Daniels, we both have a lot of fight inside of us. And tonight, together, we will become the NWA Dag Team Champion. Believe in yourself. Uh, believe in the Christopher the Daniels. Power of your fighting ability. 
How do you feel that if Dan or if uh, Loki got on the shoulders of Daniels, they'd be as tall as our, our big man Dallas? Uh, that's an interesting thing to think about. Because <laughs> like that, that's tr- true. Loki reverses. Oh, look at that! Oh, nice somersault, somersault kick. kick after a counter of an Irish whip. That was nice. What if? What if Loki got on Daniel's shoulder and was still not as tall as <laughs> Wait, Andy Douglas going around the ringside, not allowing Loki. Is he going to pull him off the thing? Yeah, I don't know how Daniels didn't notice him, but I guess he was you know, laser-focused. That's, that's wrestling. There we go. Oh, he still got, got attack. Okay. That's good. Springboard. Springboard drop kick. Oh, he'll okay. kick to Douglas. Look at this. He's on fire right now, dude. Crowd's behind him. Crowd's hot. They're all standing up. You know what? I've decided. I think Andy Douglas needs to join up with Shane Douglas and Michael Shane. That way that I can just be even more confused. Springboard moonsault by Daniels. Andy, Michael, and Shane Douglas. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell? The Douglas triplets. Yeah. Blue Thunder Driver. Stevens no. kicks out of the Bob, I've been thinking a lot. You know, your birthday's coming up here really soon, and I've got a really great gift in mind to get you. Oh, boy. What's that? Well, I can't tell you what it is, because I actually might buy it for you. What is but, it? But then we're going to have to get together, and, like, you'll have to get it from me. Oh, well, I'll pass. Rain check it. We can go to uh, Texas Roadhouse for your birthday. You know, Texas Roadhouse actually is bad. I've, I've been there one time. Yeah, I tried to get you to go once, but then you said no to me because you were sleeping. Look at this. That's right. Nice. Springboard kick. Yeah, I was sleeping at 5 o'clock, dude. Leave me alone. Best moonsault ever. Is he going to hit it on Is Andy that Douglas the first best? time he's announced it like that? Uh, I don't know. I feel like he has before. But. I don't remember him ever being like best moonsault ever. I feel like he has. Dallas, let me have this. Okay, I'm pretty sure that's the first time he's ever said, but who's all ever, and pointed at the corner like that. The Naturals with a double-team front suplex, slamming Daniels down. Loki getting up. He's on the apron. They're about to do it to him from the apron. Let's see. Oh, oh double knee oh. to the head. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. What the fuck is he doing? How did he get, a, how did he he get the arm bar? Well, because he was trying to do a dragon clutch, but he fell, and now he's got an arm bar. Oh, he's got Stevens. double leg slam. He did a spinning double leg slam thing to Daniels. And he saves Douglas. One. One, Two. two. Oh, Daniels kicking out of that spinning double leg slam. He's got the cocaine again. Oh, no. It literally, it's in a little baggie, and he's got to pop it, dude. It literally looks just like a thing of cocaine. I mean, it very well could be cocaine. Oh, they just pushed Rudy Charles. Oh, shit. It just got kicked into his face. Chase Stevens misses the chair shot. Key crusher. Oh, no. Double team move they did last week. That's a three count on Chase Stevens as Andy Douglas is blinded. I kind of like that he was blinded and he didn't know where to go. Yeah, I like that. That wasn't a bad match. No, it wasn't. And I feel like just like last week, the ending sequence with with, uh, Loki and Daniels together, really good shit. That wasn't bad. So what is that? That means they're in the finals. They are in the finals officially. Triple X. 
Oh, wait a second. Daniel's like, what? I thought we were cool, dude. Loki spun him Shakes around. Hi, Brandon. Hi, Brandon. Trust you. Shake my hand. What was his name in in WWE? Caval. Caval. I am Caval. I am a rookie on NXT. Yeah, dude. It's funny, man. His career is so weird. He should have been so much more. Hey, oh. look at this. Okay. Kid Cash. Did Big Man take that shirt from Jeff Jarrett or what? Dude, yeah. Tell me my name. His name's David, technically. That's a good point. I like his bangs. Yeah. Oh, Johnny Swinger, you had two choices last week. One, stay home and find a new part. And number two, show up and figure out the consequences. And I think you were smart because you didn't show up. So he went back to his roots, like he said he was going to do. Family. This man is blood. Six nine. There you go. Dallas. Slash and sin, you're just another number, boys. Is he gonna say anything? No, you're a big new guy. You don't get to talk. You look scary. We got some bash. Is he wearing that shirt to cover up his tramp stamp? He showed it off fine last week. Yeah, well, maybe he realized, like, wow, I have his tramp stamp. He's got so it covered up now. He does have it covered up. I think he's. I think he's actually grown into the tramp stamp. Like today's Lance Archer, I'm not uh, trashing the guy for it. Oh no, I like I like Lance Archer. Well, and you got to remember, I think it was a little bit different of a time that a guy getting that tattoo here is a little weird. Now it's like probably whatever, you know, who cares? Yeah, so he was like ahead of the curve. Exactly. Oh, yo. Oh, yo. Their opponents. The team of right. Slash uh, and Sin. So there's probably no way Sin and Slash are winning this match, right? No, dude, there's no fucking way. No way, yeah. It was a novelty return. That should probably be it. I can't believe they got through the first round, to be honest with you. I feel like you usually... I'm surprised they got through the first round. I feel like if you bring in oh, a team I... like this, sometimes they, they don't really... They do the first round. It's a lot of fun. You know they... You know... Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, you have to go, you know that, you know that, sorry, okay, I love that, so I love that on song. that note, sorry. on that note, let me give you a note, Bob, we haven't talked about anything yet, we are 22 minutes and 38 seconds into the show, uh, I just lost the one I was going to tell you, here we go, so this is kind of interesting, it's about explosion, the show we can't seem to find, the local UPN station has dropped all of its non-WWE wrestling. So Explosion in Nashville has moved to 11 a.m. on Saturday mornings on the WB station. And they have, they also have picked up Channel 48 in Philadelphia. 
That's a bummer. Yeah, well, can't win it all. But Why not? I mean, we should. We should be able to win it all. Yeah, you're right. I've, you know, I've never understood what, like, a wrestling company that has footage, just release the footage. What, what is the point of just hoarding your footage? I don't know, but look at Cash in the arms of Dallas. That yeah, is his, hilarious. Dallas is his cousin, right? Uh, I think they did say that. Yeah, I think he's a cousin. Okay. He's certainly not a brother or anything, but he is family. So cousins and family. Uh, I do have a lot of notes about Mexico today that we will kind of touch on throughout the show, including a fight that happened that removed Hoovy from the team triple uh, a team there is a fight in mexico amongst them yeah oh my god did they confront him and like Do you uh, want it now okay you got was it, it a matter of like hey hoovy we we know english and like what you said in tennessee so, dude, was fucked up yes so really i'll just tell, I'll just tell you now Okay. Uh, I was going to tease it and save it, but you know what? You got it now as we're about to brawl on the outside. Sin and Slash throw Kid Cash against the guardrail. Uh, there was a legit backstage brawl on the March 21st show in El Torrio, uh, which also played a part in Hoovy being taken off the Mexican team in the TNA America's X Cup. Uh, as mentioned, when they were in TNA a few weeks back, Guerrero was complaining about the eliminated early in the final match. He complained in English and said, nobody in the U.S. cares about anyone else on this team but me and the fans will leave if I'm eliminated. Well, both Mr. Aguila and Hector Garza know English, so they knew what he was saying and were none too happy. <laughs> Abismo Negro, who doesn't know English well, also heard it. Also in the dressing room, Negro confronted Guerrero about it and was mad because Guerrero walks around like he's a superstar again now that he's getting raves about his work in the U.S. and Japan. So, Negro attacked him, punching him several times. Guerrero got a black eye and bruised up nose, and worse for uh, our buddy Hoovy there, there were a lot of wrestlers watching, and nobody was in a hurry to break it up. Wow. Damn. Come on, Hoovy. I thought he was a changed man. Well, you thought wrong as Sin launches could catch into the corner, ta- tags and slash. That's, yeah, that's, uh, that's disappointing. Oh, well. You gotta love it. Do we, um... I wonder if we ever see Hoobie again in TNA. I don't think we do. Really? I will look at that right now. I didn't even think about looking that up. I don't think we do. That might be a... That might be Dunzo. Which is unfortunate. I mean, the guy's did, a star. So. Did you already say there's no indie notes, notes for this match? I can't remember. You, I thought you already said it. I'm not just trying to no, make you feel There's, bad. There's uh, only one guy to even check about here. Of course, I clicked the wrong page because that's what I do here. Let's see. Did he do anything? Uh, March 2031. Uh, no. So there are no... Could cash into anything, and I don't think Dallas 
Dallas could, I guess, because he is relatively new here. Having let's Don't worry, Dallas I'm, got I'm, slash back in the ring. I'm really not good at, you know, clicking the right page. <laughs> Over to you. Uh, all right. Uh, I guess there is one thing here for Dallas. On March uh, 27th for PCW out of Arlington, Texas, Eddie Atlas defeated Shadow, better known as Dallas. Wow, look at that. Uh, you are right, by the way. It was Hoobie's final appearance for TNA uh, ever that I'm seeing. That's crazy. Yeah, dude, that is wicked crazy. He, he must have that bad of an attitude that they were like, not even worth it, dude. He goes to WWE next year, though. You go, oh, he does. Mexico. <laughs> Which is kind of crazy to think about. Thanks. I hate, dude, as a kid, I hated the Mexicals. You did? As a kid? Well, because they're bad guys. No, they I, weren't. The Mexicals? Yeah, they were good guys. No, they were not. The Mexicals. They were riding on lawnmowers. Riding lawnmowers. I, they came I, in as good guys. Well, they eventually weren't. Yeah, they, they had, might have turned heel eventually. They, but got, they, they got heat really with me, okay? Both Kid Cash and Slash are down right now. I'm pretty... Now you have me questioning. I know. Maybe I just liked them because it was who you super crazy and psychosis. All right. Looking back on it, I like them. Yeah, now you have me questioning. Yeah, because look. On SmackDown, the Mexicals fought Funaki, Paul London, and Scotty Tuhati. And I'll tell you right now, that team ain't a team of heels. Yeah. And that's one of their first right. appearances as a team. Yeah, you're probably right there. They, start, they must have started off as heels. I mean, you have a point. Like, how can you boo someone who comes out on a lawnmower, but... A riding lawnmower. Riding lawnmower. Dell's going for a double choke slam, but Slash and Sin break out, slapping his chest, chopping it, I should say. And Kid Cash chop locks on Sin. Now Dell's taking control with some elbows to Sin in the corner. Sorry, to Slash. And reverse that. Kid Cash is fighting Sin, and Dell's <laughs> is Slash. So, uh, Jose, uh, Joel, uh, I don't, uh, fuck, which one's which? I don't know. Ah. See, in this case, the names are so similar. I'm just missing the wrong one. <laughs> oh, nice. Springboard, somersault, drop kick by Kid Cash. Good move. Slash going for his uh, whirly bird here. And oh. see you later, Kid Cash. Have fun. Oh, big boot send him right to the floor. Now, Dallas. That's right, Dallas is beating them down. I can't wait until there's a Bob. There will be eventually, dude. Damn right there will be, and there will be for about 16 years. Leg Lariat. Nope. Okay, Sin can't go for the cover. Now he does. Wait, which Bob Dallas. are you talking about? I think you and I both know which one I'm talking about. I'm going to have to sit on that one. Which one do you think I'm talking about? I don't know. I can't think about which one comes here in TNA. Are you fucking kidding me? Dude, I'm, I have no idea. Oh, my God. Oh, oh look at that move that? by Dallas. 
That looks very similar to the same finisher he still uses today. What does he call it? Now? Yeah. Oh, crap. Well, in any event, the Bob I'm talking about, when he comes in, it's going to be glorious. Oh, let's see. Yeah, okay. Like, what the fuck are we talking Who else he's, talking he's a robber. About? He's a robber. It's a Bob. Okay? Fuck you. I guess it is a Bob. You're not It's wrong. a Bob. Yeah. So, like, whatever, dude. What other Bob? I don't even know. Is there any other Bobs that come in aside from former uh, WWE champion? Like seven or what? Five years from now? I don't know, dude. Uh, he calls that move. Is it the blackout? That's not it, right? Mm, That's no. not what he calls that. I don't think he calls that the blackout. Well, kid, or sorry, cage matches got me fucked up then. I'm blanking. I can't think of what it's called, and I'm trying to look it up. We're we're at the announce table now. Don West, Mike Tanay talking to us. Oh, exclusive cool. video footage coming up. Oh, okay. This is the Jeff Jarrett stuff we were looking forward to. I want to point out, dude, that... There's one hour, 18 minutes left in the show, and this has been flying by so far. It really has. We really uh, did the two tag matches. It is called the Blackout, the inverted crucifix powerbomb. I've never heard it called the Blackout before. Well, that's what it's called. I must have been blacked out. <laughs> here you go. That's, uh, that's our buddy Armando Quintero right here. Doing the announcing. Announcing Jeff Jarrett here. 18,000 strong, you, dude. That is that is. That's awesome. That's pretty too. cool. Dude. Are we going to see him throw the tortillas here? Is it this early? I doubt that they would show that. I guess if they're trying, they're probably trying to show this as, um, like he's he like look at our star that we're going to have. Yeah, jeez, did you see the pyro almost go in that guy's face? Yeah, in the crowd. Oh wait, are they throwing tortillas at him? No, that was just garbage. They might have been throwing them garbage. back at him. Yeah, they could have been thrown. It looked like something was being thrown at him. The audio is super weird in my ear. I don't, uh, Bob, you only have one headphone in, but I have both. And in my left ear, specifically, it's like almost muted, but I heard like some Spanish commentary. I, I can hear some Spanish stuff. Yeah. And in my right ear, it's Jarrett talking on the microphone. It's so weird. I can hear, I, I could hear both. Dude, it's weird. Jared gets the oh, win man. in Mexico. Now, point out the ring there. Yeah, they are in a six-sided ring. That's right. He defended his title against Latin Lover, and a police escort was needed to safely remove Jared. Latin Lover. Jared had so much fucking heat that he had to get a police escort to leave. I mean, I can't deny it. I do like, uh, I do like Jeff Jarrett. I also like that he has a Triple H logo on his shirt. It's like a motorcycle thing. It's like a Jeff. That's like a the back of where, Triple H's trunk. Where do you think Jeff. Triple H got it from? From Jeff Jarrett. Right. You got that damn right. 
You're a mental basket case, he says. You got that brute strength, and you're strong, but you're fucking so, great. Speaking about this Mexico show, Jarrett's cutting a promo about all these guys now. Uh, I have a note about it. Jarrett and Mantel were both raving about the, all the heat on that March 21st show in Mexico City and performing in front of 18,000 people. It hasn't been since the heyday of wrestling of the wrestling war that Jarrett had worked in front of a crowd that large, or even longer, one in front of one so heated. It will be interesting you... to see how the relationship with AAA develops. And then my last thing on this real quick, Bob, is uh, the problem, and I can see this one brewing. This is from Dave. Is Jarrett will see those big crowds and think on top it should mean big money, but ticket prices are so much cheaper than in the U.S. So, uh, Do you think that IVP videos would have those uh, shows? I'll take a look. I was going to look it up, too, <laughs> because... That type of stuff I think I'd be interested in seeing. Now, did I also buy a lot of Japan Japanese wrestling from IVP videos and proceeded not to watch any of it? Yes, but this is different. I could maybe check it out. What is that's triple A, right? That he's at? It was triple A, yes. Uh where the hell is the triple A option here? Well, I think you might got your answer. Oh wait. I'm searching. I'm searching. It sounds like we're bringing up America's oh, Most yeah. Wanted here. I found it. Lucha Libre. Oh, America's Most Wanted coming out. I was not anticipating that. This is 2004. Let's see here. Is that Triple Mania? No way. We find the defendants guilty. Yeah, no. I don't think that... Unless it's on the best of. Oh, <gasps> oh no. Oh. Jared just smashed a guitar over Chris Harris's head at, during the entrance, and he's got another guitar for Chris... That, or, uh... that was James Storm he smashed. Oh, shit. Okay, sorry. Yeah, James Storm got smashed. Chris Harris he had another guitar for, but Harris is going after Jared now. We're fighting in the ring. Whoa, dude. I did not expect that. No. Leaping close. I, I like that. That was good. <laughs> Who needs an interview? Just smash him over the head. Exactly. Girl. That's awesome. Pummeling way here on Jared. That, I think that was good. That was good. Good good, uh, good segment. Uh-oh, me. This might uh, be a dumb question, but has Jared ever taken his own guitar shot? I don't know if I remember seeing that before. Ooh. He has to have. Right? That's what I'm thinking. He's got him up for catatonic. Oh, he hits Jarrett with it. I'm trying to think, did he? He had one. I feel like he had two of as well, but I, did, I can't think of a time where I've seen it. Hmm. That's a good question. I guess we'll find out. Maybe right now. <laughs> it's Chris yeah, has a well, that's, that's why I just thought about it, though. Oh, and there's Raven, see? God damn it, Raven. That doesn't work for me, brother. Uh, oh, DDT, almost right on the guitar. Oh. Raven, this Jared, is my destiny. And here's Styles. I thought he was wearing an Ico Pro shirt, but he wasn't. <laughs> it does look like it. 
Oh, it's wild side, dude. Distance. Is it? Oh, it is. Side shirt. Nice. Plug in that local company. That's right. Phil Barron's is gonna love that when I send him that on Twitter. Actually, I don't even have to send it to him. He uh, he sees all of our tweets. So big shout out to Bill Barron's. Oh, here we go. And bam, smashed. Do you think Bill Barron's listens? Uh, I don't know, but I think Bill Barron's is awesome, so I hope he does. I don't think Bill Barron's does. But hey, Bill, so. if you are listening, let us know. Because Shoot us a were, DM. You were hella inter- entertaining in 2002. When, when you he were, was tied he up was, in the back. Yeah, the, and he was like the first lady met Vince Russo. Yeah. Yeah, and he was a commissioner for like a minute. Dude, with the cowboy hat? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> that is some good shit. Hey, well, security's out here. They're getting Jared out of here. That was a crazy fun little brawl here in the middle of the show. Yeah, I thought I thought that was very that was very good. It was very an effective segment. Dude, my Monty Brown backstage with Scott Hudson, he's tweaking out. Step into the ring. It's not a ring, it's my hunting ground. Why does he he's so Bizarre. All you wide-eyed animals. It's not duck season. It's not <laughs> rabbit season. It's what? open season. And I'm hunting humans. Shabu. It's not about the competition, Scott. It's about the alpha male. Okay. Look, he keeps moving his hand again, like he did last week. Bam. Pouch. Oh, he didn't do it. I thought that was the big pause. Hmm. You're nothing but terrible. <laughs> That's awesome. You bend down and begin to feed, and you look up and think you heard something. Look at the face, dude. His facials are awesome. The, he's yeah. doing such funny faces. It's too late because the alpha male, the alpha male is already stalking you. And the last thing you will ever hear, and the last thing you'll ever feel is, is the pounce, period. The pounce, period. The fuck? Why does Sable oh, have like a weird techie background with like numbers? The Matrix. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. Monty Brown, pretty fucking awesome. Uh. Yeah. I mean, he's another guy that's got tremendous amount of uh, charisma. I mean, that promo was great. I loved it. Yeah, that was good. I, I think that kept our interest the whole time, and that's kind of the sign of a. Uh, right. It was almost. It, it was almost too. Too good because I oh, I was trying to say what he was saying, but I was too focused on listening to him. Right. They have his name spelled wrong in this Tron still. It's M O N T E, but it should be a Y, not an E. They'll they'll figure it out. Because watch his nameplate when he comes out. Oh fuck! Oh, they changed it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Shit! Never mind. Apparently, it's spelled right. <laughs> Uh, but last week it was a Y, like it's supposed to be. Right, and I'm sure they'll change it back. 
Oh, they will. They don't fucking know how to spell. It's they just like WCW and like the Ultimo Dragon. Like they didn't. It was Ultimate and then Ultimo, and they didn't know what to do. Oh wait, I got see. There's indie news. I think. On this yeah, case. these two are going right at it. As Bob is going to dig that up for us right now. Well, actually, it's a two for one. I think. Uh, yeah, it is. Okay, so uh, Monty Brown rustled Sabu. Get out of here. Yeah, on uh, March 21st, Sabu defeated Monty Brown uh, at IWR's Brawl at the Hall 3 in Detroit, Michigan. What the hell? Which I feel like I might have mentioned that before, but I, uh, maybe not. I don't know if you did. Um, and then on March 27th, Sabu teamed up with Adam Flash and the Messiah to defeat Ian Knox, John Zandy, and Wife Beater at CZW's Aftershock in Italy. That show was in Italy? What the fuck? Never know, man. Not really. Yeah, I guess it was. Uh, yeah, that's the only notes for these guys. Like, Sebu's got like a half uh, camel clutch on right now. Money's not about to give up to the iron sheet camel clutch. It's not even. He's not, It's barely in. He doesn't have hey, arms. Hooked, so I guess Andrew Thomas hooked. is like, are you going to give up, dude? No. Monty Brown, made of pure muscle, lifts lifts up Sabu. He's on his shoulders in the electric chair and Maybe. hits it. He's now, this is not a, this doesn't have a stipulation, right? No, it's just a match. See, now I, I hate that for Sabu because he can't use his chairs. His well, table. they were just brawling last week. They probably should have done something. Why not? Make it no DQ. I don't give a shit. Why not? Every match should be no DQ. Lax rules, bro. Yeah. Remember when WCW did that and they still had DQs? Uh, yep. I'm pretty sure, like, they said no DQs and then the next match was a disqualification. Oh, Mining Brown hits the turnbuckle chest first. Sabu springboard gets caught. Gets power slammed by Mon- Monty Brown. Knocks him down. Both men are down as if they're already winded and they can't continue. One, two, but Sabu is able to power out. Anything is possible. Crowd seems kind of borderline dead for this. I feel like they're making a decent amount of noise. It's more like, I feel like a courtesy. No, okay. They're chanting for Sabu a lot as Monty Brown hits him with a straight jacket neckbreaker. And I'm going to be honest with you, Mountie kind of feels clunky. He's still there's pretty no new. Real, yeah, but there's like no real flow to this. It's just like, whatever. We don't even know. They don't know what they're doing. Because if it was a hardcore match, probably be a drastically different. But what do I know? Mountie Brown goes flying over the top to the floor. Sabu avoided his running attack. Ever since his return to TNA a couple weeks ago, he's kicking ass and taking names, and he's wearing a cheetah pants. I mean, that is a brave, brave choice. Nice hurricanrana by Sabu. Slingshot hurricanrana to the floor. That's right, and Monty Brown is down on the arena floor here. Sabu's running around. He grabs a chair, because why not? 
Well, that's going to cause a disqualification. Not with the lax rules, bro. He's about to no, throw it his not face. That's an official thing, Dallas. You're just making things up. Oh, I threw a chair into the ring. That makes it legal. Uh, was Monty Brown a good football player, Bob? Um, you know, that's a good question. We, we know Eric Watts was, but I'm curious. <laughs> okay. I'm curious about Monty Brown. He's a former Patriots player. A lot of people really like the Patriots. Right. Did they like him in 2004? I don't know. Sabu set up a table. He goes after Monty Brown, hits him in the back, punches him in the face. We're going over toward that table. Hits him, uh, slay right. down on the table. Uh, we're going to go to his pro football stats. So, you want to take a guess on how many years that Monty Brown played football? Maybe. I would say max two years, but I'm thinking like one. Okay. Well, he played four. Oh, wow. Uh, his numbers were 96 and 93. Uh, Why did he which... change numbers? Because teams or what? Well, he changed teams. He was originally on Buffalo. Really? Uh, yeah. He played for Buffalo from 93 to 95. I know the song. It's Let's Go Buffalo. Yeah. yeah and then uh, he played for New England his final year in 96. He was a linebacker, it looks Whoa, like. Whoa, 96? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like within the past like year or two. Oh, no. No, he, his career is from 93 to 96. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so that was for him. Now, his stats... There's not a whole lot. So he he played in 43 games total, started 13. Uh, tackles combined, he had <gasps> 106. Is he going to break the table? By Monty time? Brown jumped on the announce table, and so did Sabu. Oh. He throws him off onto the guardrail. Sabu was laid out on that other table. but Gosh, dang it. Uh, all right, so I had 106 tackles. <laughs> 50 or, yeah, wait, 65 table. solo, 38 assisted, no sacks, it looks like. The table gave out on one side, but Sabu's saying, fuck it. He's still going to put him through it. Who cares? Here we go. Springboard. Oh, my God, he sat on his face. Yeah, and that was stiff because the table was already, like, broken. If the table wasn't broken, that probably wouldn't have hurt, but he just... Landed directly on his face. Keith, please in the truck. Watch, ready. Guys in the truck. Boom. Yeah, that's dude's dead. Uh, yeah. So that was uh, that's my Brown's career. And uh, while, while you got all this stuff pulled up, what year did he get into wrestling? Um, Sebu goes for a cover. Gets yeah, kicked out of two. I think. I could pull that up quicker than you, probably. It looks, it looks like 2002. Oh, wait, no. I'm sorry, 2000. 2000? Yeah, it says uh, Brown was trained by professional wrestler Dan the B7 and Sabu. Whoa! <laughs> That's weird. Well, I guess Dude, Detroit. Thanks. He's from Detroit, isn't he? Yeah. Monty Brown was born in Michigan. Sabu's from Michigan. That makes sense. Yeah, that does. Uh, That's so weird. Yeah, he began his career in 2000. 
Uh, wrestling for Michigan's All World Wrestling League, where he wrestled against competitors, including his trainer Sabu. Uh, during this time in 2000, he teamed with Chris Sabin. What? Yeah, that is bizarre. Hmm. Amani Sab- Brown, Chris Sabin tag team. Sabin had to have been wicked young. 2000. I mean, how old is he here? Like, when he came in 2003, like, 22? 21? I think. Wicked young, yeah. dude. Sabu gets like thrown 18. into the crowd. Is that a fair play? Oh, mm, no. I don't think so. It, it was a joke. I knew it wasn't. Oh. It was a woman with blonde curly hair. Well, I was going to say, I saw, like, the blonde From hair. behind. It was kind of funny, though. We're over near the Raven's Nest area, going up the stairs. Is Raven going to appear here and, like, help out his... He should. I just can't believe we're getting this incredible student versus teacher matchup. You would have thought that maybe Tanae would mention that. but If anything, he probably mentioned that because you said Dan Severin. Yeah. He probably would mention that, if anything, and leave out the Sabu part of it. Probably, yeah. Oh, Sabu oh. hits him wicked hard with a chair. Oh, my God, uh, he just fell on top of that kid. Yeah, he sure <laughs> did. Uh, we are under an hour left in the show. We have 59 59- well, we have 59 minutes left on the dot. Oh, and if you're following along a normal way, though, we're at 42, sorry, 52 minutes and 43 seconds. Normal way, and you couldn't even read it, right? So, Well, I'm just so focused on this match. My notes are going black. Just brawling in the crowd like they're Jeff Jarrett. That's how you know Jeff Jarrett's not wrestling on tonight's show. Someone else had to go in the crowd and do it? Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Although Raven's on the show tonight, wrestling, so I'm, you know, he'll probably be in there. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Clubbing away on Sabu's face. Oh, hits him on the oh, guardrail. Face first. <coughs> Look at, oh, my God. Sabu's climbing on the dancer cages, but he just realized that that shit was about to fall over, I think. Well, and I don't think he has proper footing to even get up there. Like, give me a break. Also, why are the cages still there when they did away with the cage dancers? That's a really good question. Oh, they're throwing the match out. The bell just rang. What kind of bullcrap is that? We're at the area where they used to hang people and throw them off balconies. (laughs) There's been many attempted murders in that hallway right there. There... Wait, why is Sabu's music playing? Dude, today's confirming it's a double disqualification. Okay. But yeah, they're playing Sabu's music. Monster Brown says, screw that. I guess technically whenever, uh, I guess when you kind of throw away the match, you, you probably just by default play the babyface's music. I Yeah, I think that's a fair uh, assessment. I do like that it's just a brawl. Because this should lead to, like, a, a no-DQ match. I don't even know if I'd say, Tanae, that this was really ever a wrestling match. I think they were always just kind of brawling. Right. Here comes security, but Monday Bound's trying to break out. He's beating up security, guys. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Oh, he's throwing a chair. Oh. Throwing at security. 
Let's send it to Scott Hudson. Oh, the Four Corners wildcard match coming up soon. Here's Glenn Gilberti and David Young. David Young definitely toning it up here. His, body, his, his physique is improving. I'll give him that. No research on NWATNA.com shows him. David, we don't know how to break it to you. Since October 26, you're 0-17. Glenn Gilberti says, no, that can't be right. That sounds about right. Are you kidding me, David? No, that can't be yeah. right. No, that can't be right. No, no. When's the last come time on. you pinned somebody? Come on, Glenn. Glenn, come on, man. Glenn. He's the clowns. But he said, no, Kid Cash beat the clowns. Who? When was his last win? Who did he beat? Who do you think? I'm going to look it up. Who do you think was his last win against? Oh, my God. I feel like it's going to be like a big name, and we're going to be like, are you fucking kidding me? It's going to be That's something. why they're not going to mention it. I don't know. I do. I have nothing. All right. I'm going to check it out here. In a the new franchise hey, look, look at, at Shane Douglas's sparkly jacket. I like it, dude. Long, <laughs> long vest, dude. That's I nice. I like it. That looks good. That's what he wore that in WCW, didn't he? I feel like he wore something like that, yeah. I think he did. Uh... Since October, they said he's owns. Oh, let's see. Yep. She. Oh my god! When he was says... his last singles win? No, oh, there you go. Okay, you want to know? <laughs> this is kind of funny because we know like the the joke. It looks like David Young's last weekly pay per view singles win was on. April 16th when he defeated James Storm. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh my god. I well, the, think franchi- I... the franchise here, they're, he's just talking about how there's, of course, there's going to be trouble in, in the family and stuff, but they got it. He's won matches, obviously, on Explosion right. during this time. But in terms of the weekly pay-per-views in a singles capacity. His last win was against James Storm. <laughs> that's just kind of, that's funny. That's pretty good. So this Sunny's, is the yeah. number one contender wild card four corners tag Diamond. team match. Why are they coming out to Siaki's music? Siaki, because Diamond doesn't have his own song. Oh, that's right. Diamond and Siaki, our first team. Next team here. Uh, I got got news for Simon Diamond. You might find this pretty funny. On March 27th, Simon Diamond lost a singles match to the Honky Tonk Man. Oh, no. Yeah, that was for SSCW in Clifton, New Jersey. And you know what? At least that was the main event. I guess so. And here comes the new franchise. So you got to say, introduce a team of Michael Shane and Shane Douglas. Yeah. The team of Shane Douglas. I do like the music. Is Michael Shane wearing yellow now? Look at this. He's been I, 
changing it up. It it took them until they were nearly about to break up the team to match the tires. To finally and, like, get tag gear. team a lot, but. I like this team. I they've really grown on me. Yeah, I agree. I Final team here. Break up already, but as soon as you start liking it, break up. D'Lo Brown. Wait a second. What? Wait a second. Bob. <laughs> what? Okay, so guys, it's D'Lo Brown, and they announced <laughs> it. Apollo, and guess what? He's wearing. The fucking Elyon mask. And here he goes. He fucking takes it off. Fuck that, dude. I'm about to get up and walk away right now. What a, what a horrible way of just, like, revealing who he was. <laughs> Jimmy Boyer just like, yo, you guys, we all know you know. It's Apollo. What? Get out of here, dude. Why wouldn't you just have a heel take off his mask and get heat that way? Instead of just being like, yeah, just take it off during your entrance. That was stupid. He's returning to his roots as Apollo. Dilo's pants are awful. He's yes. wearing like long leathery pants. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the pants. That. Uh... Okay, but real quick, are we serious right now? I think that that was bad. That was I can't bad. believe they just did that. Now we've known it's Apollo for a while. Sure. And I even knew before we fully discussed it on air because. In one of my notes, it said it, but I said, you know, we're probably going to find out soon. I'm going to hold this note back. Right. And then here we are, probably two, three months later, and they announced me as Apollo. And even Don West was like, well, they're one and the same. And he takes the mask off, and here we are. Well, and you know what's funny, too, is... Uh, oh, wait a... A tattoo. I mean, you could just always just really right. like a tattoo. Right. Uh, and I know, I'm sure you have more notes, but before that, I noticed Dilo's awful pants appear to actually be part of a stable he is in in Japan, I believe. Correct. And that's what I'm going to get to right now. Okay. Sounds good. Good transition. So, yeah. So uh, he was touring with All Japan Pro Wrestling from March 20th through March 28th. And uh, during that tour, he was teaming with his fellow stablemates of the RO and D group, which obviously is on the back of his uh, tights there, or his pants. And uh, that would be consisting of uh, D'Lo, Buchanan, and Tanka, Michinoku. Uh, they were teaming up together. It looks like maybe D'Lo and Buchanan were primarily the duo that would uh, tag together. But uh, during that tour, it looks like they only lost two matches. Jamal is also in that group. Really? I feel like I, I feel like I read all the guys that were in that group, and it was. I think a, you might have before. Mixed yeah. Bag of people. Yeah, like Justin Credible is in it, Gladiator, which is Mike Awesome, Matt Morgan, Buchanan. Yeah. Do you want to know what R O and D stands for? Yeah, I do. R- roughly obsess and destroy. Okay. Don't know what that means, but that's a thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Apollo, he was busy over the weekend for IWA Puerto Rico. So it looks like he's still working for the group, even though they've severed ties. As Shane Douglas hit a front suplex on the oh, former I, El Leon. LWA or IWA, you say, huh? Yeah. So, I got a uh, note. Oh, go ahead. I, okay. You do yours, and then I okay. got a note. 
right. So on March 20th, he teamed up with Glamour Boy Shane to defeat Monte and Ray Gonzalez. On the 26th of March, he wrestled Ray Gonzalez to a double DQ. And then on March 27th, Apollo defeated Ray Gonzalez. Now, it's important to note here that the first two Ray Gonzalez's, it was spelled with the A. The last Ray was a E. Oh. I, whatever that means. Maybe Ray Gonzalez was having an identity uh, crisis. I don't know. But that's the ending notes for this match. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Mantel, or Dutch Mantel, he's now working more closely with WWC. We talked about this a bit last week. Right. Because of that IWA-TNA relationship being done. Although, as Bob just mentioned, Apollo is still working for both companies. And this kind of leads to Eddie Colon is expected to be coming in. And, of course, we as we read, he worked a dark match. And Eddie Colon being? Eddie Colon. Yeah, but you know who that is, right? Uh, I can't think about it, but I know him as Eddie Colon. Hold on. I do know. I'm looking it up. Click the name, my friend. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Primo. There you go. I knew I had it. I think it, I knew it was one of them. I but I feel like I know the name Eddie Cologne more than that. Isn't that bad? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I know Eddie Cologne. Yeah, of course, Eddie. Eddie Cologne. I feel like uh, oh, nice swinging neckbreaker there, by Yeah. And for the record, I can't click the name. Oh, you can't. Isn't it funny how like Epico and Primo had a job for like twenty years and they wrestled like eight matches? It seemed like. Right. Saki thrown into the post by Michael Shane. Falls to the floor. I still can't believe this Apollo shit, dude. What the fuck? That might be one of the most lackluster, like, reveals. Like, why didn't you just have him come back and be Apollo then? Yeah. Like, what? Why did he need to be El Leon? There was clearly no planning on... Right. On how to go about that character. And I don't even know if it was really a character. It's just him masked up. And for a while, it was just that shitty black mask that they should have just taken off like a week after. Remember, yeah, like, like a domination. This masked, this masked man. Yeah. And it was just Apollo the whole time. Right. And like, Elion fought in like, for a while, like jeans and shit. And he looks much larger without that stupid mask and like weird gear on. If Siaki hits Michael Shane with a pop-up Samoan drop. Glenn Goberti comes in now to face off against Sonny Siaki. Laying in those right hands. Get him up against the ropes. This is cheating. Irish whip. Siaki reverses. Drops down. Glenn this is goes cheating. Across. It's relaxed okay. rules, dude. Relax rules. There's a lot going on here. I can't believe Bob had two indie notes for this match. Yeah. David well, Young I mean, gets tagged in now. Yeah, I mean, I feel like most of the guys here just rustle locally, it seems like. Or, like, not really do anything other than TNA. Oh, that's right. I forgot Siaki was X-Division champion. That's right, he sure was. A month. Oh my god, David Young with a standing hurricanrana, and I mean he snapped it off. <laughs> what That's was right. that? That's right. Holy smokes. David Young coming through here. 
Why would he tag in D'Lo Brown? Uh, good question. Uh, say, speaking... This is not elimination. No, it's not. Oh, is that oh. the low? No, sky high. That was the sky, sky high. high. Low down, I think, is the top rope move. Yeah, so that was the sky high. But oh. Shane Douglas is not wearing a t-shirt, folks. So he must uh, must have been working out. He's got his chain, and of course, he had to oh. wrap it around his fist so we could all see it. Michael Shane collides with him and gets jumped into him, though. Heads. Oh, but Michael. Oh, great. Yeah. What? Oh, you know what? Right. Tracy's. Like, Tracy's, Tracy's trying to get between them. Not tonight. Uh, speaking of the uh, Mantel working with WWC, as Michael Shane is leaving. Oh! Oh, he almost smacked her. Wait, hold on. Let's see what happens here before I tell you this. Oh. You grab by the throat. They're about to kiss. These guys are done. Nose to nose. Michael Shane looks fed up. He's leaving. Tracy's like freaking out. Tracy's lower back tattoo is literally just a smaller version of what Dallas has. And Dallas being Lance Archer, not uh, right, not <laughs> not Dallas Griffith. Swinging side slam by Dilo on David Young. What the? What is he doing? Why is uh, he going? For the, why is he going for a tag? He's beat. He had the guy beat. I don't know. Anyways. Mantel confirm this confirms uh, his affiliation with WWC because they are planning a big show on April 9th in Carolina. And I don't know how to say the real name of it, but it is translated to return to the glory phase one. And they are bringing, bringing in Abdullah, the butcher, Ron killings and abyss in Carolina. It just says Carolina. What's that mean? I don't know. Is, is that a, a Simon? Number three hits it. Oh, some super kicks. Super kick party. Oh, that swinger. Oh, shit. Swinger's back. He smashed Simon down with a chair over the head. Oh, David Young still can't get a win. What the hell, man? Gosh, dang it. I thought David Young was about to pin him. What? Dang it. He should have. Uh-oh, TKO by Apollo. That's right. That's a shame. Uh, Carolina, Puerto Rico is is a, is a place. So. Say what? Tell me what you want. You hear that, Bob? What? Carolina, Puerto Rico is a city. Oh, okay. Because WWC runs in Puerto Rico. I wanted to confirm that before we were like, oh, uh, Carolina. Yeah, because I was going to look it up and be like, oh, they, were, they had a show in the States. We have not yet encountered the Monster Abyss. So Scott Hudson's going in this weird... Dark area. Oh, there he is. Wait. What the heck? What the hell? You know who that is. I do know who that is. And there's a woman in a black wig 
with glasses, talking in an accent. Do you know me, Mr. Hudson? And uh, that was Goldilocks. And she has some sort of split personality, it seems. Uh, I think I like it. <laughs> that was pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. What what has happened to her where she's like gone insane? Uh, I don't know, dude. But it's pretty. It's <laughs> quite the transition, isn't it? it? I don't. I don't hate it. It's an interesting like turn, you know, like right personality turn. Uh, we have an amazing red video package up here next. I'm assuming the X Division title match is up next, which I forgot is happening, and I'm really excited about this match. Uh, yeah. I think that, that being said, be- Bob, I have a pretty interesting note. I'm saving probably until the last match because uh, it does feature AJ Styles, and it's going to be pretty interesting. But I guess while this is happening, well, now we're about to be in the arena, but since we don't got a whole lot left, I got I to gotta pump some of these out here. So as we are about to go to this X Division title match, uh, there seems to be a little a little new this past week when it comes to the TV situation. We've been talking about this a lot, what's going to happen. Oh, wait, let's look at these facts real quick. Saban stripped after the injury. Several more weeks, Several they're saying. More, yeah, you said, what, three weeks, right? Yeah, something like that. Kazarian, can Kazarian prove Lynn wrong, that he should have picked him, essentially, for Team NWA? And is Red ready to regain the title? Because he just had that ACL reconstructive surgery. So, yeah, nothing nothing majorly new with this TV situation. But uh, the talk had quiet quieted down. And what that means is anyone's guess, Dave says. The talk this past week was that they were cutting back on the monthly tape pay-per-view. There are plans to do... Oh, wait, here comes Saban on crutches. crutches. Looks like he's going to give up the title. Uh, There are plans to do after the April 4th show, or sorry, April 7th show, uh, which would be the UK versus Mexico, America's X Cup, plus the finale of the NWA Tag Team title tournament. This is all penciled in. And it could plans have literally been changing by the minute, Dave says. Uh, they're going to plan to do one more tape show in May. Mm. Uh, and so there is talk about a major X-Cup deal, either as a three-way U.S., Canada, Mexico, or perhaps with even more teams, as Saban officially gives up the title to the referee there. Uh, Jerry Lynn did a promo, uh, this was the last week, I believe, uh, and talked about bringing in all teams in at once to show who the top team was. Uh, after the after that point, they were talking about June and July with no tape shows. The indications we've been given is that the tape shows have actually some of the better have some better than the live show, and they have come at a significant savings. But they probably have their reasons. So we are potentially winding down on those, Bob. What do you think about that? Uh, I am a fan of that. Kazarian in the ring here. I'm pretty curious who's going to win. Saban coming out here on the show, giving up the title due to an injury. Amazing red. Let's see. Is Amazing Red ready? Is Kazarian ready? Could we see a brand new X Division champion? I don't know. Anything's possible here in the TNA Asylum. <clears throat> Our referee's Mike Posey. So you know there's going to be a lot of arm waving. Yeah, dramatic uh, reaction. But probably no ref bumps, which is good. Andrew no, Thomas. I is, think I think you could take a ref bump. No, because Andrew Thomas is the ref bump ref. 
Oh, okay. So you're saying Posey does not take ref bumps? Not, not as much as Andy Thomas does. Okay, that's yeah, that's then, true. I mean, I'm pretty sure Andrew Thomas one time took a bump just like looking at something. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't think there was any contact made, and it was just like, yep, fall down. Right. Look in the black and green from Anaheim. This is Frankie. How do you feel about the little goatee here for uh, Mr. Kazarian? I don't hate it. I don't like it. I don't know if I like it either, but I don't hate it. Well, I definitely don't like it. Let me get I I needed a better look at it, but we're about to introduce Amazing Red, so we're not getting it. From Brooklyn, New York, he came, he came here on a Greyhound. He's very he's very pasty. Well, yeah. The do rag. Remember, didn't his his like do rag get ripped off one time and we were just like put it back on because his hair was all like weird. Yeah, I feel like that might have happened, and it was like, wait, we like it better with it on. Yeah. Who would you put the uh, vacant title on? Um, see, here's another thing. I think Red is the obvious choice. He made his return, can get the title. But I think I want Kazarian to win. You want Kazarian to win? Yeah, I think I want Kazarian. Have Red and him have a little program after this, chase the title. Well, I was going to say, yeah, usually the heel... The heel will win. We just had a face champion. I think Kazarian, man, and I think he's going to win it. I think I want Amazing Red. What the? Yeah. Back body drafts, arm drags. I like Amazing That was a sloppy looking dropkick, but it was That's okay. Kazarian wants a timeout. He's on the floor. Sorry. Far, that doesn't, doesn't happen anybody. here. You can't do no timeouts. Amazing Red goes for nope. Goes for a baseball side. Look like what Kazarian moved. This flips back into the ring. Oh, Red gets a nice boot to the face by Kazarian. Come on, Red. The fans are saying that you still suck to Kazarian, which is not even true. Even though Kazarian has, in fact, blocked me on Twitter, I don't think he sucks. Slingshot leg drop. Well, Bob has the longest people who blocked me list I can ever think of. Uh, It's like three people. Bullshit. It's more than that. Like three. Velvet Sky, Hulk Hogan. Frankie Kazarian. Frankie Kazarian. Ryan Satin. Right, seven. <laughs> that's already four. Um, another another springboard leg drop. Uh, who else is blocked? Saban watching from ringside. Uh, indie notes here. Let's, did Amazing Red do anything over the weekend? It looks like he did. Slowly getting himself back into ring shape from his injury. So Saban isn't thrilled. He wishes that he was uh, wrestling for the title. Kazarian's got like a torture rack and then switches into a neck breaker for another two count. Uh, two. Kazarian. Yes, he did. He Frankie Kazarian defeated Spanky 
On really? March 27th for Pro Wrestling Gorilla in Santa Ana, California. Wow. And that is all of this event. Well, would you look at that? Would you look at that? If you're following along at home, we're at an hour, 19 minutes, and 20 seconds. Tornado DDT. Well, no. I got Tilt-A-Whirl DDT, I guess. By uh, I'm also going to take this moment, and I'm going to say, if you don't follow us on Twitter, be sure to do that. Because if you're not watching along on the show, you'll be able to see some really excellent posts about it throughout the week, starting the day after this episode drops. Uh, and we're at Cross the Line TNA over on Twitter, and you can see some of that over on the Facebook page as well at TNA Cross the Line Pod. Yeah, and Dallas does all that stuff, so don't even try to ask me about anything. Yeah, so if there's a typo, it's my fault. That's right. Which hasn't happened in a while. Knock on wood. Fans hate Frankie Kazarian here. Red's getting his ass beat. Seems to be the general uh, thing that happens in Amazing Red matches, but... Well, as you should. He should be getting his butt kicked. Right. Why would he get any uh, offense in? That's not how this works. No. He's up in the middle rope. Oh, nice. And as soon as they say that, he hits a middle rope clothesline. I love the guy in the blue hair wig in the front. Uh, you know what? I was going to mention him. He's hilarious. Because he clearly sticks out. <coughs> Excuse me. Go, Red, go. Go, Red, go. Come on, Don West. Get the chant going. We have to talk about is that knee injury bothering him? Well, let's not speculate. Oh, drop toe hold. Frankie Zarin hits that middle turnbuckle. Red goes to the other corner. Looks like we're going to see a potential basement drop kick. That's right. Got him right in the face. Okay, today's like 30 seconds behind calling what just happened, which is kind of funny. Yeah, how would he be how how would he be so far behind? Somersault dive over the top by amazing red. Right in front of Chris Saban, the former champion. Do you think uh, whoever wins this, we're going to get a ladder match to crown the real true champion? There's always a chance of a ladder match in TNA, Bob, and you know that just as well as I do. There is a chance for a ladder match when it doesn't even need to be a ladder match. Right. Is that April? Look, April is still here, guys. She is ringside. One of the Holy ring shit, it is. <laughs> what? Wow. Wow, okay. Oh. Kazarian grabbed one of Chris Saban's crutches. Oh, Wait, is he going to stand up and he's fine? No, but he stole the crutch anyway. Why would he stand up and be fine? I mean, the whole, like, vacating the title would make no oh. sense. Oh, <laughs> holy God. shit. Red just jumped off the ring steps and did, like, a swinging flatliner on Kazarian. Yeah, on the floor. He's dead. Well, here's a replay. Keith in the truck, thank you for this. Look at that. Boom. Just take the count out win, Red. Just roll back in the ring. Did, Sapin didn't hurt his knee in TNA, did he? It was somewhere else, right? 
I don't know if I have an answer on that, to be honest with you. Okay. One, two. Oh, Kazarian somehow powers out. I can double check. I don't think it was in one of my past notes. I think it was just like, yeah, he's hurt. It just says a few weeks back. For last week, we just said a few weeks back. Hmm. So I do not. I don't think I have an official word on where that happened. I'm, sh- I'm sure if we check out when his last match was um, before this, I bet you we could figure it out. Oh, I guess I could do that. That's right. I'm putting Bob to work, guys. No big deal. Oh, back to the future. Is he going to hit it on red? Nope. Red is countering it. Counter out of it. And he goes for code red, but no. Counter. Kazarian. Holy crap. I thought he was going to go for neck breaker, but he flipped him all the way over and made him land right on his stomach. And now we're saying for just for TNA, right? For Saban's last match? Oh, I mean, whenever. Because if we want to try to guesstimate when the injury was. Okay, well, then I guess I got to change how I'm looking this up. It's so difficult. Let's see here. 2004. Slingshot DDT by Frankie Kazarian on Raising Red. Okay, so the last time that he rustled. Was on March 3rd. Not that like in general. Up. So March 3rd, was, and that was when it was uh, Saban, Skipper, and Dutt against Team Japan. Oh, that might be it then. Could be that time. Yeah, I think that that might be it. Oh, oh shit. Oh, Code Red. Nice. Code Red. That's freaking awesome. Kicks out. What a counter. Let's see that again. They're going to show us a replay. He popped right into that, dude. Holy crap. Leg sweep or a kick, at least. Red Star Press, but he missed it. Oh! Oh, what the fuck? That's right, baby. Uh, kind of Kazarian a, a lame finish, win. but yeah, it was. He kind of just. It was also weird. Like Kazarian is significantly bigger than Red, and to see him do like a cradle like that, yeah, kind of looked like he was pinning a child. Wow. The crowd is pissed. They are not chanting. They're silent. I mean, when they just hit the three, it was kind of like a very similar feeling of when they did it to the Undertaker at WrestleMania thirty. <sighs> and <laughs> you know what so here's the thing i i wanted red to win but i don't hate kazarian winning because now he can be like listen you guys didn't even have me on team nwa and i am now the exhibition champion exactly so there's there a is, lot there's layers of this going right in chris saban's face look at this baby saban stick oh Ooh. Saban got slapped wicked hard when he got in the face of Zarian. Is he about to punk him out and Saban do nothing? Who came out? Oh, Sanjay Dutt. Okay. That's a... Who is part of Team NWA. 
Here comes the like, skipper as well, and there's Jerry Lynn. So all of Team NWA down here. Is Jerry Lynn hurt? Looks like he was limping. I don't know, but Saban's no, hopping into the ring. Oh, is he limping? It looks like he wasn't putting pressure on his right leg. Uh, uh, yeah, I think he's all right. Okay. Yeah, he's all right. Kazarian getting the hell out of there. He's booking it, man. There goes Jerry Lynn after him. Oh, Jerry Lynn's like, no, I'm going to still come after you, my friend. Here goes Skipper turning on Saban. They're just kidding. That would have been funny if you just smacked him over the back of it. Backstage with three life crew, Conan, Ron Killings, and BG James. Wow, I didn't realize I had the same body as Conan. Jeez. (laughs) That really made me uh, reevaluate. My eating habits. Look, he asked him if he's ready. He's like, don't forget who made the match. Why wouldn't I be ready? I'm the one that booked it. Can I get an amen? Okay, dog. Go ahead. You like this banana? Go ahead, feel. That's That's enough. enough. So, me, BG, we got your back covered like a car seat. Vince Russo, this is a message for you. Oh, you give out a lot of opportunities, but me and BG are waiting for ours. Yeah, Vinny Rue. B. Jizzle is on his shirt. Oh, you might even have time to call somebody. Bring in cute Kip or we riot. Cute Kip. Hmm. I remember. <laughs> Wasn't oh. his his character name was like no introduction needed. That was like his character name. Because <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't think of a name. NWATNA.com. You can go there. Oh, yes. About the Probably Academy at the Asylum. The academy that has uh, produced for, zero wrestlers. The uh, there's some for experienced and some for beginners. Mm, yeah, well, it don't matter because uh, no nobody of note came out of the DNA wrestling. I don't believe that. Okay. All right. Come on. Oh, great! We're gonna get four promos and probably five because Sting's probably gonna have to be like, "It's showtime!" And by the way, moment of truth, October. No, Sting the movie. Sting the movie, October. Check it out. Team AAA for Mexico. To if the you buy the movie, Cup. I don't have to keep on wrestling, and I really don't want to keep on wrestling, so especially <laughs> for TNA. So please buy the movie. One week from tonight, oh, God. NW World Tag Team Tournament Finals. It's official. That's Loki and Christopher Daniels. They're wanting that gold, baby. Triple X is back. Kid Cash in Dallas. Big man. Oh, they're being cut off. Who's that? that That's Dave Taylor. This is the Team UK guys. David Taylor. David Taylor of WCW fame. We're here to show the queen. 
I don't think I know any of these guys. Yeah, I don't know if I do either. Um, I mean, I know I, I know David Taylor. He's a WCW guy. Blue Bloods. But aside from that. Well, I have some names, but I feel like, is he going to tell us? Before um, I start, just... Okay. Uh, nope, it is one guy. Well, there's Robbie Dynamite. We got James Mason, who's the team captain. Frankie Sloan. And... Dean Allmark, isn't it? You might be right. I don't have it in this particular part. I'm, I'm not looking at the card. I, I am looking at something different, but... I'm looking at the part that I was going to mention, um, but I was oh, I decided against, but I'm going to say it. And that's pretty much that Dave notes, because these are pre-taped, that it's probably one of the weakest America's X-Cups that we've seen. Why is Sting's face paint, like, falling off his face? Because he just fought Jarrett See what I tell you. Show. It's showtime, folks. That's his promo. That's right. It. Uh, but yeah, apparently it is one of the weakest. And Dave said he heard a lot of complaints about the UK team that they showed no- nothing special. Um, major style clash problems. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm getting everyone really excited about next week's show. Yeah, you're just making me really excited to watch it. Yeah, particularly Bob. I cannot wait for next week's show. This has been the the X Cup. There was the least amount of build for, though. Can't wait. Yeah, should be should be really fun. Uh, yeah, man. I think I pretty much got one note left, and I was kind of gonna do it around this time. Do you want it now during this video package? Yeah, why not? Yeah, let's start it. Um, and we kind of touched base a little bit on this stuff already, but TNA had started pressuring AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels not to take any more future Ring of Honor dates. There were reports that they said. They used the reason that they were afraid it would botch up their Fox Sports Net potential deal, but those in TNA denied Fox Sports Net had anything to do with it, and it was because they were trying to disassociate themselves with Rob Feinstein. Uh, uh, and as a side note, even WWE strongly suggested that Jim Cornette, uh, it would be best for him to stay clear of Ring of Honor at this point as well. So it's not even just TNA, by the way. Uh, but neither Styles nor Daniels, who only get three dates per month from TNA, were thrilled about it being suggested uh, on March 24th by Jeff Jarrett to not work, at least until this blows over. Uh, Dave says he doesn't believe anyone has been directly approached since Chris Sabin is injured in TNA, hasn't used CM Punk in several weeks. You're kind of getting some of those guys out of there. Now, after that, ROH fans, which TNA believed was led by Bob McGee, started an email campaign against TNA for shutting its workers out of Ring of Honor. This led to TNA officials and Gabe Sapolsky uh, talking on March 26th, and both sides agreed to try and hammer out some sort of understanding this week in exchange for Sapolsky telling Ring of Honor fans not to send harassing emails to the company and Fox Sports Net. Raven hasn't worked since November, although he's booked on the April 23rd Minneapolis and April 24th Chicago show since it's the first time in those markets and with red starting back he'll kind of be involved as well I didn't realize that uh, Raven was booked for Ring of Honor shows I thought when he was done he was done 
Yeah, pretty interesting. Uh, Vince Russo is ringside now. He's on the commentator table with Mike Tanay, and we are announcing the special enforcer. So during that, you guys miss nothing. But well, yeah, it's a it's okay. well. Yeah, he just came out and sat down. He missed yeah, something. you're gonna you're gonna classify that as nothing. It's Vince Russo, dude. I'm sorry. Well, things here, as Bob noted before, his paint is messed up, and I believe that's because of that filmed match with Jarrett. Oh, was that before the show? That was before the show. The only things filmed after the show is... Okay, Tanae's is saying there was an altercation between Sting and Jeff Jarrett before the show. And that's funny. Well, at least they're not ignoring that. No, that's kind of cool. Who better? Well, I can name (laughs) someone as who better than Sting. Canyon! Uh, Indie notes. I'll just get out of the way. That way we can enjoy this next. Let's do it, man. Uh, Back on March 26th, CM Punk defeated Raven for the FWA in London. And then the next day... Raven teamed up with Hate, and Hate is in all caps. I don't know if Hate is anybody that I know. It's not. Uh, They defeated the New Generation Superstars, which was Steve Douglas and Thumbtack Jack Hmm. for WXW in Germany. And then AJ Styles, of course, I already mentioned the six-man tag earlier that involved Christopher Daniels, but on March 26th, AJ Styles defeated Seth DeLay for NWA Wildside Hardcore Hell Night 1. Uh, and that is all there is for your indie notes. Really? That's it for the whole thing? Yep. Oh. Raven just stared at Sting right in the face. Making me some reason want a Sting and Raven match. I don't know. You know, <clears throat> the fact that they never had, at least not to my knowledge, a uh, singles match. It's a little frustrating. Because you would think that would be a perfect matchup for the two of them. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of it is weird. Yeah. But it's not like they weren't away from each other. They, they've they even been years to come. There is several. There, there were even several opportunities to, to do that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. They just chose not to do it. Here's Abyss. Beware. He's live crew. The old song, I'm telling you, I had that shit stuck in my head all the time. Which one? The last Three Life Crew song. Oh. This one I don't like as much. Still getting rowdy. I don't know. I like when it was like, I don't know. It was just more like dancey before. There's April, my fave. You want to know what a, a random theme song I would get stuck in my head? Yeah. Uh, JBLs. (laughs) Yeah, like 2000. (laughs) Yeah, I get that, though. That makes sense to me. And you just hear, like, like a fucking cow. (laughs) (laughs) Here comes AJ Sales. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Oh, shit. I, I thought if... all four guys were already out. I've... No, I don't know if you noticed, Bob, during Raven's entrance. It was while you were reading the Indian note, though. He has this, like, weird ECW song kind of thing, 
but it's like his yeah. old Tron, so it like doesn't really match up because it's like the creepy slow thing. But it's it's weird. He probably is gonna revert back, right? To... Very soon, I would have to guess. I mean, it is back to the skirt. Looks like. So. Yeah, like, that's the thing. He's he wore the jean shorts one week, I think, maybe two. Yeah, maybe two weeks. Yeah. What a four-way we got here, guys. Andrew Thomas is a referee. Raven Abyss, Styles, and Ron Killings. The bell officially rings. One hour, 39 minutes, 21 seconds. I feel like Ron Killings was just kind of thrown randomly into this stuff, so I feel like he's going to win. Really? Well, I mean, he's just like the randomest dude, really. I mean, he was just part of three, like, crew tag team guy, and suddenly he's like, oh, I'm a main eventer again. Right. And I do like that this is a... Uh, tornado four-way it looks like there's not Thank any stupid God. tags and sting is our special enforcer ringside jeff jarrett's watching look at he's got the glasses on he never wears those in tna never say never oh and there we go he does apparently wear them in tna raven scouting abyss gets it from by raven effect nope abyss pushes them out goes to a splash in the corner raven moves Ron Killings clotheslines Raven to the outside. They Ooh. both fly out. Yeah. Styles and Abyss. Styles gets caught. Oops, slips out of that powerbomb position. Kick chop to Abyss. And if you're wondering, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, Raven. Did he? Oh, I nope, Raven swept his leg. Jeez. That was a violent fall. It was. Uh, yeah, if you're wondering, Abyss's shirt is wet in the front. Sting just, oh my god, oh my god. Sting it's is happening. beating up Raven. It's happening. That is the first ever physical contact between Sting and Raven. <laughs> I think it was, dude. Hurricane Rana by Ron Killings on a bit. Nice Hurricane Rana by Ron. Oh boy. Let's see. Ducks are closing. Ron going for a go behind. Styles springboard drop kick. He's fine with hitting Raven. Although I guess you could say he was really trying to go over Ron there. He was being held by Raven, but whatever. It's okay. Abyss is up and he's going to get double teamed. The good thing his shirt is wet because those chops probably don't hurt as much. Oh shit, they probably hurt more. No, dude, because like the, the fabric is all like soaked so it doesn't hurt as much. I don't know, man. Wet skin slaps? No thanks. No, but they're hitting the shirt. His chest is open. Yeah. Well. Double drop kick. Drop kick, yeah. Raven double drop, drop kick. kick yeah. Ron and AJ, are they going to be the new D-Lo and AJ? Dude, Suntan Superman and the Phenomenal One. I can't wait for BG and Conan to be pissed. It's the remix, and then Style starts coming in. Yeah. Okay. I don't know about all this rap. What are they doing? Oh. Double back suplex by Abyss. Abyss showing off his power advantage here. Raven about to take advantage of the situation. He's scouting Abyss. Super kick. And super kill. Okay, didn't get all of it. I mean, he missed by about the size of Texas on that kick. Holy smokes. 
I, do they even acknowledge it on conference? <laughs> no, but I was busy going for choke Sam Raven breaks out. I'm going to say something and I can't believe I'm about to say it. Vince Russo ain't bad on commentary right now. That doesn't surprise me. The guy likes to talk. Oh, nice bulldog counter out of the shock treatment, which we still don't technically know that is a shock treatment. Which is so ridiculous, dude. What the heck? Fucking just says whatever that was. But <laughs> whatever that was, he countered with a bulldog. They're talking about why should AJ Styles trust you, Vince? Axe kick, no. Styles moved. Kick to the gut. He's going to go for the Styles clash. Doesn't have nope. the taunt to the crowd. That cost him. There's Raven with a right hand. Oh, Styles kicks Raven. He does a taunt again because, God forbid, big boot by Abyss. Saving his new friend Raven. The same man that he tortured and cost an NWA world title match at the end of 2002. That's right. Styles tossed to the outside. Dude, if Raven was selling one of his skirts, I'd buy one of them. Sounds like a sounds like a good idea. To yeah, suggest I, that. Yeah, I need one of those. I found Raven like jean shorts for sale before, but I don't want that. Oh my god, Raven! Oh my god, Sting is just standing there, like not even moving, and Raven <laughs> just walks up to it and punches him in the forehead. And by punch, <laughs> I mean he missed he missed even on the punch. Um. Well, the Raven Sting stuff, dude, are they not writing this in that they need to do a singles match? I mean, that's got to be the suggestion. Right? Look, he's even tossing Sting in the ring, dude. Sting Come is on. about to win the number one contendership right here. Sting is in his jacket, too, which is hilarious because he's just getting his ass beat by Abyss and Raven now. Andrew Thomas needs to be like, Mike today, come here. Sting is now in the match. Dude. Is this, at, part of, this is probably for the movie, right? Getting beat up. I was thinking that too, to be honest. I feel like if it was, they might have redid his makeup. Yeah. We'll find out on a bonus episode yeah, coming bonus. soon. Can't wait. This thing fighting back with right hands, going for a double clothesline, and he knocks Raven and Abyss to the floor. AJ and Ron are in the ring. Sting doing his uh, job as the enforcer pretty well. Yeah, we're at an hour, 45 minutes, and 42 seconds. So I don't think there's a whole lot of show left. That's where I come in. There's five minutes and 49 seconds left. Double That's crazy. die wow. by Killings and Styles to the floor. Impressive. Everybody's laid out. Surprisingly here, uh, Andrew Thomas has not been knocked out. That's right. Those double dives look really nice. They were, like, mirroring each other. That was pretty good. Oh, Ron Killing's got a chair. You cheater. Don't you do it. Oh, oh slaps uh, Abyss in the face with it. Literally swung that like a baseball bat and smashed Abyss in the face. They're like, you know Raven would do that. Raven is actually grabbing the chair over in there in the corner. Is Killings and Styles? Oh, that forearm, corkscrew forearm. Even though he hits him and then does it, but it's all right. It's the effect of the move. 
It does look cool. Oh, is he going for the yeah. X-Con styles? Oh, 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 he's spinning. He's dancing. Oh, back in the, ch- oh. with the chair with by Raymond. I love how Andrew Thomas was completely oblivious to the chair shot. It's what? far away. There's no DQs anyway. Is that true? Yeah, you can't get disqualified in this. What is this, Excite Wrestling? Whoa, okay, name drop. Pick that up, censor that. Cut that out of the... Cut. Okay, we're at two, two hours, 41. <laughs> we're shooting here on the CNA Cross Lampot. It's my company. I'll make up the rules as I see fit. Okay. Okay. Sure. Screw well, tradition. No, screw, screw fucking sense. Anyway, Raven set up a chair. Bet you he's going to drop to old Raven. Triple threat match is a triple count out. Okay. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, Raven got oh. dropped to old. Given to him by Styles. That never happens. Hook the leg, AJ. No, it doesn't matter because the truth kicked out. Kicked you know what I've never right. understood is uh, if you break up the count, but the guy stays <gasps> on his opponent, the count should still continue. As he just scissor kicked AJ face first onto the chair. It was an axe kick, and he nailed his face down onto that chair. Abyss pulls out Andrew Thomas during the count. Wait, he pulled out Andrew Thomas, and Andrew Thomas didn't do a face plant. He landed on his feet. I'm pretty impressed. Wow. Is Andrew Thomas about to go a match without a main event match at that? Without There's no away? way. Holy. Holy crap. That was a nice black hole slam as Ron Coming. jumped off a chair. Raven broke up the pin as well. He can save. Now Abyss is pissed. Raven running away. Ducks a close on him. Kick Raven effect. Raven yeah, effect. he hits it. Oh, oh. AJ's on the top rope, though. Oh. Swanton bomb. Who is he? Jeff Hardy? <gasps> Foreshadowing. But he broke up the pin. I point out, too, I saw that Jeff Hardy was the third man for the Conrad podcast thing, and that was not a big deal to me. Wait, he's doing a podcast with Conrad? No, there's like a live show or whatever with like. Conrad Bishop and Jarrett, and they're like, "Who's the third man?" So they had like a third guest, and it was Jeff interesting. That's so I was cool. missing. His, I don't care. He misses a splash in the corner. Raven effect. No, AJ going for the style clash. He doesn't taunt. He might hit it. He does. He hits it because he didn't taunt. He didn't waste the two seconds. Here we go. Roll him over. Andrew Thomas. Look at Thomas. Look at Andrew Thomas. Put his hands on his hips to stop Jarrett from like coming in. Like a father. Like, what are you doing, Jimmy? Sting's got Jeff Jarrett. They're going to brawl again. Jeff Jarrett just cost AJ Styles the match. Oh, Jarrett sending Sting. They're going to finish what they started earlier. The Vince Russo. He's got a white towel over his shoulder. Does that mean he's going to throw it in again? Uh, he could. I like that Jarrett's backing away from Russo like he's scared of him. Another Styles clash. Oh, son of a bitch. Jarrett just threw the white towel in for... Who was it for? Oh, he's, he's thought Styles thought Russo threw it in. Raven gets a low blow. Oh, he low blows him. Raven oh, effect. Oh, oh right on top of his right head. On head. Yes, Raven, Raven wins. Wins. AJ thinks that Russo tossed in the white towel. So now he's gonna be like Vance. What the hell? 
I didn't look at the video footage, so I'm pissed. Wow. Just stranded AJ Styles. Jeff wow, Jared, okay. AJ, apparently. At first, I was like, what's he doing? But that makes sense. Raven wins. So now that means that's going to be Raven and Chris Harris. And is that going to be on the 14th since next week's a tape show? Yeah. Wow. Is that sign what would Russo do? I don't know. WWRD? It might be. Could be what would Raven do. Look at ages. America's X Cup next week. You son of a bitch, Vince Russo. You screw me. Damn it. Duh. I got distracted by a white towel again. All right, that wraps it up. Runtime, of course, again, was one hour, 51 minutes, and 37 seconds. Dallas, we're on a streak, man, because I think that was a good Dude, a I was going to say, I give that one a thumbs up from Big Dale again, because that was a good show. Yeah, that flew by. So. Flew by. I think we, we had a lot of fun matches. I mean, that, I really like that main event. I think they did very well. Yeah, main event was good. I so, liked the uh, Jeff Jarrett attacking James Storm and the fight there with Chris Harris instead of... Right. Him. That was good. Which is, once again, kind of bouncing off what we discussed. They're kind of slowing down on their, their like, interview... Or not interviews, but promo segments and stuff like that. I mean, right there, it literally was going to be one. And then they, they, they swerved us, for lack of a better term. And... Uh, they did the attack instead, which I thought was great. Yeah, I thought that was uh, a pretty, a pretty good, well-rounded show. Nothing really. I, I don't think I'd say anything was like truly awful. No, I don't think so either. Monty Brown said it was a fun brawl. The tag team matches tonight were fine. I had no issues. Dan, I mean, Loki and Daniels versus the Naturals was a lot of fun. That's good. Uh, the the crazy wild card four corners match. I think the main purpose of that was to continue the tease with the new franchise. Uh, so I think it did its job, but I didn't think it was a bad match by any means. Well, yeah, there was that uh, apparent, apparent split. And then also Swinger uh, hitting Diamond with a chair. Right. Continues that feud. And David Young apparently in his losing streak. Yeah. And and El Leon being unmasked. Willingly on his own. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of a disappointment, but I, I get it. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, there's nothing, I can't really debate it. That was a good, uh, a good show. Now that naturally just means that I am dreading, I mean, dreading the next episode. Well, here's the thing. I, you know, I, I'm excited that there is not just like a random ICP match at the end of the show. At least we have a good tag team match to look forward to. However, I, uh, I'm a little afraid about the show as well, man. Yeah, I'm but unfortunately, uh, we, we got to do it. And uh, we're going to do it together. And I think it's going to be a blast. I really do. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a great match. And you know what? We're going to get through it together because that that's what we do, man. Lord help me. Uh, Dallas, you got anything else for uh, this episode or what? Or should we just end it on a positive and just brace ourselves for next week? No, I think that pretty much covers it for me, man. Uh, good good show. 
we're going to get through next week. And apparently there's the rumor we might not have another tape one until May. And that alone is at least something to kind of look forward to. Yeah, you're an optimist. Uh, I, I appreciate that. I'm the Debbie Downer. You're an optimistic guy. I'm trying, man. I'm trying to. Uh, until until next week, I'm Bob Conley Jr. He's Dallas Greeley. And this has been the TNA Crossline Podcast.